Proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapid on Racing. Oh, say, can you see? Was so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. would have been my sister Marge's birthday. She passed away in April of last year. She loved racing. She loved coming to the races with us. And she loved rapping on racing. One time, myself and one of my crew guys had the race car parked beside the house, and we, she wanted to go to the races, and we really didn't want to take her. So I sent her to the store to get ice cream, and we took off when she wasn't around. We got to the uh, Fort Pitt tunnels, and she popped up. She was hiding behind the front seat. She popped up and said, surprise. So we ended up taking her, and she was just a joy to be around. I miss her. I loved her, and I want to dedicate today's show to March, my sister. Fans joining us now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, how are you? Don, I'm, I'm well. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here on a Monday evening, and I'm going over the information that you sent me. And what a weekend. And then I don't really see what comes to you during the week. And every time I talk to you, it's like, Dave, it's two hours. Dave, it's two and a half. And I want to commend the drivers, our listeners, and the racetracks you are reaching out to us, and, and uh, Don, I can say one thing. You, you, you've taken the bull by the horn, and we're providing the most amount of information, I think, to our listening audience that we've ever had. Well, everybody has a Facebook page, and everybody has a website, but we have everything. 
We're one-stop shopping when they want to know what's going on anywhere. They wouldn't have to visit 10 or 12 or 15 Facebook pages because we have it here. And uh, a lot of good stuff, a loaded show. Why don't you start things off with Robert Johnson? Good friend Robert Johnson from United States Motor Sports Association and also the Pennsylvania Motor Sports Association as well. Robert, and I've been dealing with Robert on this for a couple years now when we went out to York. And, Don, I, I know you've heard this from time to time, but our local drivers as well as the national drivers, there's a big, there's a difference now in these tow vehicles. Back when, you know, you were racing there, and not too many years ago, it was a pickup truck and an open trailer. Now you get into these toter homes and you get into the semis with the double stack trailers. And it becomes an in, uh, a situation where the GBW, which is the gross vehicle weight, becomes an issue for some of the law enforcement people. And they don't really firmly know what a toter home is and how much fuel can be in a particular vehicle. And that's, you know, the drums that are in there, plus, you know, most of these double stackers are carrying two uh, two cars and we'll, we'll just say from a state police area it's pretty valuable when you can go to the website like you said everything is instant there and they know when a race is and a lot of times they've just been sitting out there and targeting our drivers so robert along with dave baloney and a couple other uh, state representatives in, in pennsylvania uh, put together a bill through dave maloney to, I don't want to say help out, but it's almost to protect our drivers, and I'm sure Robert's going to share with the listeners what this bill is about, Don. Yes. And it did pass, and that's the best part. Yeah, let's not get ahead of our skis and you do the entire report. We want to hear from Robert. Uh, big night at Jennerstown. Uh, Billy Rebar is going to talk about that, and there's a couple things we can't mention, but all we can say is uh, Casey Flegel is banned for life. Uh, then uh, I have a nice interview from asphalt late model driver Ethan Myers. Didn't realize he was only 18 years old and had some nice pictures on Facebook, and that's in his interview. He's really good with the kids, and that's going to be the secret to his success. Don, as well as the listeners probably know, from generally on, on where I head on a particular night, whether it be Lernerville or any other racetrack, I try to give you a call. And just to let you know where I'm going to be, since you're down in North Carolina, and we kind of discuss maybe a little game plan of you know who who we've talked to, who we haven't talked to, and I'll myself and you will arbitrarily pick somebody that we might not have had on the show for a while. Well, Friday, uh, you know, coming up to to Lernerville, I said one of the first persons I'm going to talk to is Dan Carriger, because Dan's just in the last couple weeks has just been. You know, kind of on fire, and you know Dan's a low-budget team, and he won about two weeks ago with Pittsburgh, and then he followed up uh, the following weekend with a $3,000 win at Mercer, and as I was talking to Danny, I said, you know, you usually get maybe one or two wins in a season. That's probably been the best. They said, what would be an ultimate accomplishment? He goes, well, I'm pretty much going to just bounce back locally between Lernerville and Sharon, if Mercer happens to have another race. And I'd like to pick up a win either at Sharon or Lernerville. Well, Don, you've always said this. If we, if you talk to us on wrapping on racing, what happens? They win. They win. Yeah. Well, Dan, 
under my blind pick on Friday, won the 410 French feature at Lernerville. So that was his third win of the year to go along with Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in Pittsburgh. And we have not only a nice interview with Dan that we're going to play during the show, but we also had a chance, because he was victorious, to hear his Victory Lane interview as well, Don. We should, I think when you uh, point the microphone at one of these drivers, it's like Lady Luck is listening. And he said, well, Dave just interviewed Kerriger. We got to put him in victory lane. But, uh, and I appreciate all these interviews, and people will enjoy that. Now, Tyler Harris is going to have all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And one of the things, uh, Matt Miley heard how we're doing this auto racing 101, and he said, can Pittsburgh be part of that? I said, sure. So Tyler has two Pittsburgh interviews that weren't in his report that will be in the Auto Racing 101 thing. And also, I had a chance to talk to Jimmy Poljack. He just called just to talk. A number one race fan in, in the tri-state area. People, I think, will enjoy that. So I thought, of, you know, speaking of Jimmy Poljack, you know so many people. How, how long has your relationship been with Jimmy? I mean, he was... Uh, a big part of racing for so many years, he's kind of kind of stepped away from it, but he's never stepped away from it as a fan. And maybe just share maybe a quick story. Well, I first met him when he was uh, handling the core sponsorship on Neil Brown's car, and we just stayed friends. And then it transitioned to Dave Wade, and now his nephew AJ Poljack is winning. So. Um, it's pretty nice. And Mike Lisikoski, when he was announcing uh, at Motordrome, he uh, had a funny thing because Jimmy would always sit up there and he said he would say, now I'm going to go over to the Poljack Dragovich Pavilion and talk to some of my friends. And he'd come up in the grandstands and talk to us. So he uh, he's, he's a big fan. He just recently retired, so he's got a lot of good things going for him. Now, how about... Logan Zarin. Don, again, I don't want to say if it was a deja vu thing. Uh, again, as not to be repetitive, I talked to you. There was a couple pe- couple drivers that I hadn't talked to, and they made some changes in their racing careers. But it just happened to be that they were kind of busy, and I understood that. So we're going to talk to them at a later date. So I, I've been touch- staying in touch with the you know Zarin racing team. They've had some issues uh not with the race car but you know back at work and in some family matters and it, it's been it will say a difficult couple of weeks so i went and i i you know talked to jimmy and i said logan come on into the, let's go into the hauler and we're going to do a report card for you and he says what do you mean dave i said well just talk about your seasons maybe some highs and lows and maybe what would culminate your year and so we do that and the listeners will hear that part well i just got done doing the interview with danny kerriger so i'm trying to do that do the interview and watch the late model race on my phone and listen to it and i could see that he was you know logan was running in the top three and we were about on lap 10 and i'm like oh boy this might be getting good and it got better and better uh he was in a battle with uh, Matt Lux for most of the race. Then Colton Flinter came in there, and they went side to side. There was a little contact there, but that was racing. And there was a restart with three to go, and I'm thinking, 
uh, this kid's got to be sweating bullets because he's close. Uh, and one of the things we talked about was his season would be incomplete if he finally got his first late model win. So he, Matt took the bottom, which I'm like, now's your chance, Logan. And I don't want to ruin the interview, but, you know, he ended up, and it was probably one of the better late model races of the year, ended up pulling out the win and just a great story. And there was a kind of a sidebar to it. Uh, I don't normally go to victory lanes, you know that, Don, but it meant so much to me to go to that victory lane because of uh, the situation, you know, with Logan and his mom. And I won't really get into that particulars, but she was there, and first time she's back to the track in a couple of months, and you know, Logan finally got his first late model win, and some great pictures on you know Learnerville saying we're going to share that too. But while was after I did the interview, I did a victory lane interview with Logan, so I was two for three, two for two for the night. So I, I was I called you on the phone and said I was going to do, and I said I think I'm going to play the lottery tomorrow because I'm having pretty good luck. And then I said, Don, I want you to talk to somebody and take it from there. Yeah, you handed the phone to Nikki, Logan's mom, and I told her I said I think it's going to be a long time before that smile goes away. And she was so happy and so excited, and we just. Did some chit-chat about his race and victory and so on. And it was so good to talk to her because she's getting over some serious health problems. And I think this was the best medicine. Then you gave the phone to Jim, and he was happy. He was on cloud nine. So I would say all in all, between Logan, his mom, and his dad, it was a really special night at Lernerville. And we're going to share all your interviews. And, uh, you know... I'd say maybe we we ought to call you Lucky Dave, but that sounds like a gangster, so we don't want to do that. We'll just call you, uh, I don't know, Lady Luck uh, and Dave, but uh, yep. just yep. wonderful. If I show up in your pits, good fortune, my, you know, yeah. foresee your Dave or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, it was it was a great evening, and, it, and the best part of it, even though you're down in North Carolina, I got to share a good part of it with you, and I think it was meaningful for me as well as it was for you, I believe. It was excellent. We also have Hall of Fame driver and current car owner Lynn Geisler on. Uh, maybe once a month he uh, puts together a, a little interview to send to all of his sponsors. And it's no secret. I mean, for example, he's had Cochrane for 41 years. He's very good with his sponsors, and a lot of people ought to try and use his format. I think Glenn Geisler doesn't need our uh, race racetrack 101, right, Don? No, he does not. He could teach a seminar on sponsorship. Well, speaking of racetracks, we have a, an interview with Josh Ferry from Erie Speedway, who's a feature winner. Howie Bayless has an interview with late. Trobe late model feature winner Ryan Frazee. And then this is kind of nice. Uh, dirt and asphalt driver Preston Cope is going to be a new reporter at Rapping on Racing. He sounded so good in the booth at Jennerstown. I thought I got to get in touch with this guy. Well, it worked out, and he did his first interview with Rush modified driver Jacob Wolf. Now, in his Facebook page, uh, Preston ran dirt Friday, I think he finished fourth, and on Saturday he was running in the top three at Jennerstown, but he had an issue uh, and had to pull into the pits. But as we expand our reach and we get more and more people involved, we get more and more listeners, and that's the name of the game. Well, the best part of that is, Don, and I've had a chance to know Preston probably for maybe about th 
three years now. I met him through Jerry Schaefer when he he runs uh, one of Jerry's great late models and or great yeah great no it's not like late man great rush mods right. and um, uh, he was just a very nice young man. I had a chance to meet his mom and his dad. They're from over in the Ohio area, and it's just. He was nice, and every time I saw him, I saw him earlier this year at Jennerstown, and when they had their one of their many fan appreciation nights, and he had a nice little photo card out there, and he was talking to the fans, and then, you know, a couple weeks ago, you, you said, hey, I reached out to Preston, and he's going to be doing something for me, but the thing that I like about him most on is it's nice that we're able to take young people, whether you know, and he has a talent. And to be able to have these people now speak not only to, you know, we're, we're getting, we're, we're kind of old veterans at this, but to get some new blood into here and to infuse that and for him to, you know, jump on, you know, and do that interview with Jacob Wolf, you know, I want to be interested in it. And I'm surely I'm going to pay attention to see how Preston did. Dave, we're coming up against a break. I need to uh, ask you if you can join me in the uh, third hour to do results, and we're going to need to wrap this one up. I can do that, and you know, all I'm going to say, Don, I'll make next week, weather permitting, and I'm making my yearly trip to Hummingbird, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay, that'll cover it. Thank you. All right, Don, have a good evening. This is the banker Bob Thought. For July 18th, we all make mistakes, and when we make mistakes, we learn from them. But yet, when we try to keep other people from making the same mistake, they get mad at us. Race fans, joining us now is Robert Johnson from the United States Motorsports Association and the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania. Robert, uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Don. This is big news. I mean, bigger than most people realize. And I'd like to get your response to some of the things in Act 91. Now, the governor signed it, uh, and it was made, uh, made law July 11th, and it clarifies federal interstate commerce laws and how it relates to transporting various trucks and trailers. Uh, what does that mean for the pedestrian that's not familiar with trucks and trailers and some of the problems they've been having with the state police? Federal interstate commerce laws were changed probably five to six years ago, and there were more regulations put on CDL drivers as far as, as, far as logging in their time. These interstate commerce laws have had a crossover effect in other in other industries, hauling race cars being one of them. And due to that federal federal commerce law, state police, particularly in central Pennsylvania, have been stopping race haulers more often. And that's what led to this whole effort to try to clarify the rules for hauling across Pennsylvania. Well specifically the new law amends PA Title 75, exempting motorsports, tow vehicles, trailers, up to 2,600 pounds. And this would be, this will involve a lot of racers. Uh, some of your thoughts on 
how important this is going to be to the average racer. That'll be uh, just a, a correction. That'll be twenty six thousand and one pounds specifically. Okay, <clears throat> and that would and that will be gross weight of both the hauler and the trailer. So it's a, it's a gross weight at the twenty six thousand pounds. It has to include tra- hauler and trailer. There are when we did our economic report last year, we estimated about five thousand race teams across the state. And we, we believe that this is going to affect many, many of those race teams, particularly your grassroots drivers who are going on on the weekend. It's going to, it's going to have a positive impact on all of those. At Pittsburgh last week or two weeks ago, Tyler Harris and I were looking at the trailers in the infield at Pittsburgh a couple of weeks back. And we thought maybe only one trailer would not be in compliance with that 26,000 weight, 26,000 pound weight limit. Now, is this in reference to drivers with a CDL license? The going up to 26,000 pounds would not, probably would not affect a, a CDL. When you get over 26,000 pounds is when you're going to get into real much more CDL requirements. I'm going to read uh, some comments from David Maloney, who you introduced me to a couple of years ago when uh, I was in Harrisburg with you. He is a stand-up guy, and he's been a big part of this, but I'm going to read his statement. As chairman of the Pennsylvania Motorsports Caucus, I was happy to sponsor the racing amendment to Senate Bill 1171. David Maloney, uh, he's been working with you for a long time. Finally got it to the finish line, and the United States Motorsports Association and the Motorsports Council really owe him a big thank you. Uh, Yes, Representative Maloney uh, has been a a strong advocate for motorsports and all forms of racing in Pennsylvania. I had the pleasure of attending uh, a PA Speed Weeks event a couple of weeks ago up at Grandview Speedway, which is a dirt track in his district, and he is a longtime fan of racing. In fact, his wife grew up going to Grandview Speedway as a kid, and you know she's helped encourage his, his support and interest in, in grassroots racing. So we really want to thank him. Also, Don, I want to put a plug in here for Representative Don Kiefer, and Representative Barbara Glein. They are two House members out in, out in South Central Pennsylvania. Don Kiefer worked diligently on, on this language in this bill for the last couple of years. Her bill did not pass, but much of this language in this bill came from her efforts, and we had this put into another Senate bill, just a legislative process in Harrisburg. Now, this uh, Act 91 is going to take effect in 60 days. Is that correct? Yes. I don't think local racers and local tracks realize how long and how hard you've been working on this. Because if we go back when it, when everything was shut down, you were a major influence in getting them opened back up. Let's talk about that. Yeah, thanks, Don, for mentioning that. Some of our tracks across the state had great relationships locally and we worked both with legislators and local officials to get our tracks opened back in that was really in june of 2020 and again i think it was was a great effort our neighboring states ohio new york particularly new jersey new york and new jersey never really got opened up hardly at all ohio had intermittent openings and, and that's a result of having good relationships with your officials. 
and, and we, we were building those, and it paid off in a real positive way to get racing restarted in PA. So if someone needs to get more information, according to the press release, if they go to UnitedStatesMotorsports.com or RacingPA.com, they could uh, get more specifics and more details? Yes, and uh, I'll add on a little bit here, just a little bit. Two things. I think we want to do a, a some type of call here soon with this. We're going to do a call, so we'll invite everybody on a call to clarify this a little bit uh, and answer any questions. And also what I'm thinking is maybe we, we actually put a little card together that we could post on our website on RacingPA.com that a race team could put in their glove compartment on this. It, it might be very valuable to have that. So I think we're going to work on designing something that everybody can have. Well, I'm long time retired, but if I was racing now, my first thing would be to get in touch with you folks and say thank you for a job well done. Appreciate that, Don. Fans, we're talking to Robert Johnson from the United States Motorsports Council. And Robert, I, I've been with you many times. Uh, we have actually uh, made you a big race fan because early on, eh, you had a little bit of interest, but boy, big time. Your name should be in the glove compartment with this information for anybody towing a race car. Thank you, Don. We want to do more promotion of the Motorsports Council, particularly here. I think this gives us some some uh, some momentum to go forward with building this council. There's, As we, you and I have talked before, there are many things we can do with the Motorsports Council of PA. And uh, just going to be, you're going to be hearing more and more from us in the coming months in terms of activities. Robert, I thank you for being with us. And again, I thank you for all your efforts along with the uh, legislatures in PA. And uh, this is good stuff. So uh, thanks again. Any closing thoughts? Nope. Just look forward to continuing to work with you at Wrapping on Racing and helping uh, particularly grassroots racers across our Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Robert, I thank you. You have a nice day. See ya. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapid On Racing. A lot of special things happened on Saturday at Jenner's time, and we're going to talk to the man with all the answers, Bill Rebar. How are you? We're doing well, Don. Doing well. I was so impressed with some of the things. Racing's good, but some of the things before or in between on the racing are very good, and I'd like to talk about Governor Schweiker and how you folks honored him. Yeah, so this year we partner up with the Q Creek Mine Rescue Site. Bill Arnold is the owner of the property, the site, and uh, his assistant, Tammy Frankie, helped put together 
A little bit of a tribute. Uh, this is actually the 20th anniversary of the Q Creek Mine Rescue where the nine miners were buried below the surface for, uh, I think it was three to four days. And I remember pretty well, Don, it was 2002. And I remember when they started pulling those guys out, I was glued to the television. I was on one couch and Dad was on the other. And we stayed up the entire night until they got all nine of them out. Uh, truly a, a miracle in Somerset County. And we thought it was a great opportunity to, to kind of, pay homage to that and uh, honor those miners and you know you didn't we didn't know exactly how many would show up uh, some of them are pretty private individuals and we were very very lucky that um, one unfortunately has passed away since the mine rescue but uh, seven of the eight remaining showed up and they really enjoyed their night that was beautiful now how does that connect with uh, former governor schweiker so former governor schweiker took over for when, who was governor at the time, Tom Ridge, was promoted to director of Homeland Security by George Bush. And Schweiker was on site, basically commanded the troops on the ground, so to speak, the emergency service efforts for rescuing those miners. And that man, I remember back then, everybody wanted him to run for governor solely on the way he acted that day, and he didn't. He didn't run for governor. And... I remember, you know, I was a junior in high school, and the guy just did a great job. And I tell you what, it was the first time I ever met him in person. His personality was overpowering. Absolutely loved the racetrack. Shared a story with me that uh, his neighbors battled a little bit of cancer, but loved stock car racing. Said, "Can I bring him back?" Never realized how much fun this would be, and uh, just great to see the enthusiasm from people like that. And you know, he was a great public servant. And kind of wish he's still involved in politics, honestly, Don. What does that say for you and the team at Jennerstown where a former governor wants to come back and bring a friend? Yeah, it's pretty flattering. Uh, he actually brought a little bit of an entourage of media. It's kind of funny, some of the local media outlets, I mean, we have some wonderful ones that cover all our stuff at the racetrack, but you got other ones that no matter how hard you try, you can't get them to come cover a race, but <laughs> He, they showed up when he was there, so that was a great <laughs> platform to uh, get a little exposure that maybe we normally wouldn't, and maybe they'll come back as well. Yeah. I heard a strange voice in the booth and on on track, and uh, I didn't recognize it. Yeah, so Brandon Rossi, who is actually a mutual friend of uh, Nate Rigotti, who's our normal voice in the booth, and Nate wasn't able to be there a couple weeks ago. He had another obligation with his work, and a lot of people didn't even realize it wasn't Nate because they have very similar mannerisms and they sound the same. So Brandon had filled in, and this past weekend, uh, Nate actually was going to be there again like normal, and Brandon was off from his other gigs. And we said, you know what, why don't they both come and let's see how they work together because there may be one or two events that Nate can't make. Uh, Nate's actually going to be expecting his first child here in the off season, So, you know, family comes first. So we wanted to make sure we get another set of eyes on the track and mouth on the microphone. And I think Brandon's going to be our guy. He did a pretty good job. He's uh, covered a lot of professional sports and actually working on possibly getting a gig with the Pirates, so we welcome him to the booth and uh, part of the Jennerstown crew. Well, you've done so many neat things in the booth, like Nacho Nate. He he loves coming up there. He does a nice job. And, and then uh, Preston Cope. Uh, I was so uh, 
impressed with Preston that I asked him if he wanted to join our team. And he's now a reporter at Rapping on Racing, and he has an interview with a Rush modified driver, I think, from Raceway 7. So not only do I get another reporter, but I get someone that's covering stuff that's out of our normal geographic location, and the people love it. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, Preston and Nate do, both do a great job, and so I keep telling Rigotti, don't put your guard down here. Don't turn your back. I said, uh, <laughs> I think Cope and Valenny's ready to take over the reins. So they've done a great job. It adds definitely some different character to the, the booth, and I uh, appreciate those guys for doing it, and I think they really enjoy it. The, the correct word is characters. <laughs> How about the Jeff Fassos tribute? Yeah, so the friends and families of Jeff Fassos uh, who passed away tragically in the off-season in a vehicle accident unrelated to the racetrack. They, Jeff's the former champion at the Speedway. Um, it's actually he purchased the former Andrew Pluta car, who tragically passed away from cancer last year as well. Um, we wanted They wanted to do something to honor Jeff. And Caleb Vassa, who's his cousin, and Skylar Burke, you both compete in the Fast and Furious 4s, and they have Jeff's... Uh, photograph on the hood of their cars beautiful cars and the family raised some substantial funds as well as we had a nice contribution from Stoystown Auto Records where Jeff's father had previously been employed and we were able to pay out a really really remarkable purse to the Fast and Furious Ford uh, in honor of Jeff really great tribute at the beginning with Jeff's car championship car was on the front stretch with his dad and the Two cousins also on the front stretch, and it was just a really solemn time and a great way to honor Jeff. It was very nice, very, very touching. And you had the Super Cup in for two features. A little bit about that. So the Super Cup made their first trip, uh, first of two trips for the 2022 season. They were able to bring 11 cars to us, which was a car count up for them a little bit this year. Had some really fast race cars, and uh, Jason Kitzmiller swept the weekend. That was pretty uh, pretty good. You know, to win one per night is nice, but to double, that's really nice. Now, uh, next week is the Monster Trucks. Is that correct? That's correct, Don. Uh, you know, our late model teams have ran 11 weeks in a row, which is pretty remarkable in southwestern Pennsylvania for outdoor recreation. So I think a lot of teams are needed, uh, that much-needed rest, uh, time to regroup. Some guys have not been able to compete because they're waiting on parts and things like that. So it's kind of the reset, the mid-season break, so to speak. And the All-Star Monster Truck Tour will be there for two shows, both Friday and Saturday this coming week. Does that make your job a little easier since someone else is kind of running that deal? I wish I could tell you it does, Don, but it does not. Uh, There's still a lot of moving parts and uh, moving elements and kind of transition into a little bit different of a role rather than worrying about getting the event to go off. Uh, busy doing some other things that are maybe a little bit outside my comfort zone, but uh, they're usually two really, really big nights for the racetrack. As of right now, the weather looks really promising, and the fans really, really turn out for the All-Star Monster Truck Tour. Well, and one important thing, uh, people need to eat, and your concession uh, situation is outstanding, so I guess you'll just need to make sure that they get enough uh, stuff to feed this crowd, because I understand that it's a huge crowd. It really is. And I actually tried something new. It's been there for a couple of weeks. Uh, Leanne Henry introduced Kabasi to the menu. And not a big eater on race day. I hardly eat anything at all. But 
I kept walking past the roaster, and I couldn't get over the smell of the sauerkraut. And nothing like fresh sauerkraut. And I don't know what she does or how she does it, but that was some of the best tasting sauerkraut I ever had at the racetrack. Kielbasa is one of my favorite foods, so I can understand that. Well, Bill, we're coming up on a break. Any closing thoughts, anything you would like to add? No, I just want to continually thank everybody for the support. And uh, as we keep moving through the season, it's been great so far. And I think you're going to keep seeing more winners in Stoney's Victory Lane week after week and side-by-side racing. I thank you. You have a nice day. This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Race fans, this is late model champ Barry Audi, and you're listening to Rappin' on Race. Now let's get back to the show. Race fans, joining us now is 18-year-old Ethan Myers, the driver of car number 19. Uh, Ethan, uh how are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Watched your race, and before I realized that you were only 18 years old, you're driving like a veteran. Uh, let's talk about previous experience and how you got into the late models. Uh, you know, I have watched um, lots of racing. I've been in racing since I was eight years old, and before the start of my late model career, I was up watching and learning and seeing what I need to do to make myself as best as I can. So and you're you're telling me no previous racing experience? I raced go-karts when I was eight. Okay. I started when I was eight. Okay. And then let's follow that uh, transition. All right. From eight to 18, when did you stop with the go-karts? <clears throat> I stopped with the go-karts when I was 16, and my first full weight model year was last year. So you went from a go-kart into a full-size late model, and you're running with the veterans. That is really impressive. Uh, your family's got to be proud. 
Yes, they're very proud. And, you know, they're doing things right. I, I saw a picture of you on Facebook, two kids and a gorilla, and it looked like export tire for an event. What was that, and when did that happen? It was a big uh, customer appreciation event for export tire, and that was last weekend. And there was many people there, and it was cool to have the car out there and have everybody around it and looking at it. Well, that's good business because I used to live in Delmont, and I passed Export Tire many, many times. But to me, it was just a big building. But to have those people there and see the car, and once kids get to climb in your car, you know what they're going to tell mom and dad? I want to go see this car race somewhere. So it's good customer relations and a smart move. Who decided to put this together? Um, my dad decided to bring the car there but it was a uh owner decision to bring bigfoot out for the customers great great i want to talk a little bit about some of the things Uh, somebody put some nice pictures on facebook of you and i have a picture here of a young man and i think it's kind of funny uh he has paper in his hand to get your autograph he's got a bag of doritos under his arm (laughs) and he looks pretty serious here i don't know if you remember that but uh yes yes when these kids when they get to see a driver and get an autograph i mean to people at work or school or whatever you're just an 18 year old kid but to that fan you're a hero, and you're bigger than life, and it looks like you understand that and appreciate it, and the most successful drivers anywhere are the ones that connect with the fans, but more specifically, they connect with the kids, and I think you're on the right page. You got this all figured out. Yes, uh, I appreciate my fans very much, and it's awesome to have kids, kids around me asking for my autograph and being able to take pictures with them. It's great so that's probably one of the best things in racing and i know any smart driver will do the best to uh capitalize on that but let's flip the coin what's the toughest thing other than the expenses what's the toughest thing about uh racing right now i think the toughest thing was the adjustment from go-karts to late models and the size of the car i had to really be careful and get a feel of where my nose was so i wasn't running into everybody I think you've done that quite well. Well, let's go to maybe your favorite or most memorable moment in racing. What was that? I think my most memorable moment was being able to race side-by-side with Barry Audi last year and being able to pull off the win. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, anytime you're running with Audi and having success, that's a big deal. How about an embarrassing moment in racing? Uh, I think my most embarrassing moment would be uh, missing a shift on a restart. Everybody does it. Yep. Whether it's NASCAR or Jennerstein, everybody does it. Um, what uh, Did Dad have any involvement in racing? Uh, how, what made you decide to do this? Uh, it was supposed to be just a fun thing to do on a Saturday evening, and we started with the go-karts and went from there. We raced south. And we just ended up in late models. I like to ask the drivers, and there's always a good story behind it. How did you pick your number? It was my soccer number when I played soccer as a kid. I get that answer a lot. Soccer, baseball, football, whatever. But the best one, 
years ago, I had a guy's number was 965. And I said, that's pretty unusual. Where'd you get that? He said, that's my address. It's on my mailbox. (laughs) I want to talk about your sponsors. But early on, uh, you had someone helping you with the car, and that didn't really work out right. And then you went to Barry Audi. Um, what, how involved is Barry with your team? Uh, he's very involved. He sets up the car, makes the adjustments at the track, and tells me and teaches me what to do. You know what's ironic about Barry? What a great guy. He'll help you set up the car, and then he has to race against you. And it's obvious his setups are good because you're running good. Yes, his setup is very good. He's an amazing man. Uh, let's let's talk about sponsors. Uh, Myco Properties, Export Tire, uh, J Myers Photography, Stone Concrete. Uh, now it takes a lot of work to get this car to the track. Uh, how about Pit Crew? Uh, I'd like to thank my dad, uh, Brandon Richards, Cameron Kelly, uh, Declan McHenry and everybody else that uh, comes out and helps when they can on the weekends. And and I'd like to thank my girlfriend, especially Jalen McHenry. Well, Ethan, I want to thank you for being with us. I wish you continued success. And I'd say the way the team is headed with Barry helping you out, some Victory Lane interviews are be coming up pretty soon. I want to thank you for being with us today, and you have a nice afternoon. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724 724- 443-5720 or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated Member of FINRA SIPC Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated Neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of JWCA, JWC. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
Listeners, we're talking to the driver of the 410 Sprint, the 08, the family-owned car of Dan Carriger. Dan, a couple weeks ago, big win at Mercer. It's a couple, a few weeks before that, a win at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Two wins this year for kind of a hit and miss year that where you weren't really setting any one particular track. It's been good so far. Yeah, everything's been going pretty good. We had some bad luck a few nights, but our, our cars are pretty consistent all year so far. You know, for a team that it's, for, for all intents and purposes, it's just you and your dad here and doing this, and you know, you've been doing this many, many years. It's a labor of love, and to pick up those two wins, I don't want to say that they weren't unexpected, but, you know, especially the one at Mercer, a $3,000 payday. Yeah, it definitely helped. Uh, me and my dad put a lot of work in, in the garage, and over the years, it's finally paying off. You know, when you do that, again, it's just, like you said, when you come to the track, it's just you, you and your dad, and you don't really have the help. It, it, it seemingly, you know, from where your base is, you run here at Lernerville, and Lernerville, I've watched you run here for years, and you've had some wins here, but like some drivers, this, some tracks just for one particular reason or another, I don't want to say it's like a kryptonite, but, you know, you have Mercer pretty much dialed in, Pittsburgh, it is what it is. It's big and fast, but here it's the challenge every week for your dad when you guys come here. Yeah, this track's been really tough on us over the years. Uh, we keep coming back and trying stuff with the car, and I said the track's different a lot of nights. So we just got to keep playing with it in the garage when we're getting better. And uh, we do have a little bit more help with Gary Zippe, who sponsors. He helps us out on Saturdays, but he don't really come too much on Fridays because he's busy. But we just got to keep uh, playing with the car, and hopefully we get it figured out. You know, with that, and you said, we, we were talking prior to the interview that you've had some bad luck this year, and you know, you've, you've banged up a couple cars over at Sharon, and, and, and for, for, for the fans, you, people don't realize, it's just, not everybody has multiple cars, and even if you do, just changing that car over where you may get accustomed to what you're currently driving whatever chassis it may be to maybe go back to an older car now sometimes the older cars end up working better but it's difficult and like you said when it's just the two of you and then gary and then when you trash a car and have to scramble and try to get back now you're on no timetable so that makes it a little bit easier for you yeah we actually have two cars our old car we got a lot of nights on it and this one was a brand new frame this year we put together and we got we got it wrecked twice but luckily it had minor damage to the frame we were able to fix it ourselves. but a lot of the bolt-on parts are the expensive part of it so it, it really hurt us financially but winning the last two races here recently really helped us out and, and it's also probably a pick-me-up i mean We've talked in the past that you still enjoy doing this, both you and your dad, but for some of you guys, you're not getting any younger, and it's just, as we get older in life, there's things that we want to do. I mean, I know I'm experiencing that now where I'd like to be at a track, you know, two or three times but a week, but it just sometimes with my schedule at work and, you know, my commitments with my girlfriend, it just doesn't allow it. Yeah, it's definitely a lifestyle. Um, my dad, actually, I was pretty bummed out. After our first wreck this year, he he actually kept me going, and we picked up that win, and we got wrecked again, and uh, we had a really bad night of uh, dog hollow. Our truck broke down on the way home. We both slept like two hours that night. I didn't want to go to Mercer last week. I was so bummed out, and my dad, he's like 100% all the time. He actually talked me into going, so we didn't sleep. 
and we ended up picking up a win. So it was a definitely a good pick me up for both of us. Yeah. Dan, you know, we're, we're basically at the halfway point of the season. We get into the July and in, in any of the sports, you know, especially the, the summer sports, July kind of is the halfway mark. And what are Dan's plans the, the rest of the year? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be, again, what you've done all year, a little bit of hit and miss. And, again, on a, on a budget that you guys have to be very aware of, that's probably the best scenario. Yeah, we're pretty much going to run here. And uh, I think Pittsburgh Motor Speedway has a couple races. I'm not sure what Mercer has left besides tomorrow. We're just going to stay local. I said the gas and everything is so expensive this year, and we never travel too far anyway. So that's what we're going to do. Any more trips over to Sharon if they have any specials? Yeah, we're going to hit every race they have left at Sharon as long as everything stays together with our car. And those are generally, those races that they have for you guys at Sharon are generally like the race last week or generally some really good paying races. I think every local show there is 3,000 to win, so yeah, it definitely helps if you can pick one of them up. Again, two wins this year. I don't want to say it far exceeded your expectations, but I know you'd like to. a perfect season would be to have a win at Pittsburgh. You check that one off. You got one at Mercer. One either here or at Sharon would probably complete your year, Dan. Yeah, if we can pick one more win up on one of the tracks, it'd be an awesome year for us. I think the most we ever won in a year was two, so if we can pick up three, that would be awesome. Dan, this is a lot of work, and we know it's you and your dad, but like you said, other than Gary that helps you out, let's give a shout-out to the, the sponsors that help make the Zero Eight get to the track each and every week. Yeah, it's uh, Young Electric, Advanced Auto Parts, and uh, the Zippe family. Well, that's, our, that's our sponsors we have, and my mom and dad and me. <laughs> that's it. Well, it's been, it's working well so far this year. Hopefully, we can see the, you know the Zero Eight and Victory Lane a couple more times, and best of luck the rest of the year, Dan. Okay, thank you. We're in the pits after the race, and we're talking tonight's 410 sprint car winner, Dan Kerger. Dan, we had an opportunity earlier this afternoon to do an interview with you, and as the conversation went, we said you know, one of the things that you wanted to accomplish the rest of the year was to pick up a win at Lernerville, and perhaps one at Sharon. Three hours later, I'm in the trailer here after the race talking to you. You parked it in Victor Lane. How does it feel? Oh, it feels great. I didn't think it would happen. This is probably the, definitely the best year I had in a sprint car. It feels, it feels awesome. What goes through your mind? You had a good starting position. I think you started on the pole, but this race had caution after caution and red flags. And from a driver's standpoint, you try to keep a flow going. And, you know, being a leader, you don't really see what's out front and it's all behind you. But through each one of those restarts or maybe the, the, the sitting at the red flag, you still had the car to beat. I think Darren showed the nose a couple times towards the end, but you definitely, the car was, it, it, it liked the track to whatever the setup you guys threw tonight. Yeah, the car was really good. I just uh, I wasn't sure where to run in three and four. I felt like I was a little slow off of four, up high, and it looked like the middle was better, but I was just afraid to move down, and then somebody railed around the outside of me. I know. You, you seem to hit the marks good, and, and w at one point you kind of had a little bobble down there in one and two. I don't know if it was like you hit a little slick spot there and kind of, you know, you had about a, almost a two-second lead. You kind of cut it in half. But then for, you know, all the up and cautions, it, it was just your night to be. Yeah, it was pretty slick down there off of the cushion, and if you went in a little bit too low, you, your car slid sideways. I think that's what happened to me down there one lap. Well, we got 
a much sooner check off at Lernerville than we thought we would this year. So all we have left is you know Sharon to cross off the bucket list. But you know, with all that said, it's been a great three weeks. You know, the win at Pittsburgh, coupled with the win last week at Mercer Raceway Park, now here at, at Lernerville. It's just uh, like you said, financially, it also helps the pockets because, like we said, you guys are such a small budget team. Uh, for sure, it definitely helps a lot, Bill. Pick up some wins. So we had some bad luck in Iraq, so we're trying to recoup from that. So it feels great. You know, besides your dad, and you know, we'll give a shout out to your dad because he just is the heart and soul of this team. And we know, you know, the Zippe family is a big supporter of you. Is there anybody else you want to give thanks to tonight? Uh, Young Electric and Advanced Auto for their help. Well, Dan, again, congratulations on win number three, win number one at Lernerville Speedway. Thank you. Appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway produced exceptional racing action as we gave thanks to and honored our military and first responders. Fire companies from Imperial, Fayette, Glendale, and Carnegie each had one of their fleet vehicles in attendance, as did North Fayette, Oakdale, and Allegheny County Police Departments. Northwest EMS provides their services each week at PPMS and had their ambulance on display as well. Each vehicle did a parade lap with their lights on and parked on the front stretch during our opening ceremonies, and each fire company truck joined the Rourke Automotive Pace Truck in pacing the field prior to each of the feature events. 
Now on to the racing action, which was kicked off by the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models for a 25-lap topless feature event. And it looked as if Daryl Charlier had it in the bag, so to say. But the last caution of the night inevitably hurt Charlier and allowed Ben Police to make the race-winning pass on lap number 20. Police became the second two-time winner of the Rush Late Models this season and earned $1,500 for his efforts. As always, his victory lane celebrations never disappoint, and you can hear it all for yourselves. Ben, congratulations. You've become the second driver this season in the Warwick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models to become a two-time feature winner this season. A stack field of cars here. Talk to me about that race. Daryl Charlier looked like he pretty much had it in the bag. Those restarts really came to your benefit. And you made that move. Was it so much that the car was that good, or did it come alive late in the race? You know, it, uh, the car, as the race went on, I kind of got a lot better down in three and four. I could see Daryl was really pushing. And, uh, you know, center off, he was pushing bad. So I, I was able to get under him, and then just, you know, I was able to hold my line down there and, and just get around him. And, and once we got around him, Sean was giving me signals that we were, we were good. Because up until then, I mean, the first restart, I jumped on it, and the car just died. I didn't think we had anything for him. I mean, he was out there running pretty good. Yeah, I agree. You're a two-time track champion. You're a veteran of this uh, track. You're a veteran of this sport. So you have that idea of where to go, what moves to make, and how to navigate this racetrack. Talk to me about this racetrack here tonight. Uh, what's it giving you out there? I tell you what, it's, uh, you know, every week you come here, you really don't know what the track's going to be like. You know, one night it might be hammered down. One night's dry slick. Um, you know, I made some changes before we went out in the feature. And it wasn't the changes Sean wanted me to make, so I knew if we didn't win, it was going to be a long ride home. But uh, I think it—I think it was the right changes. You know, the car really came alive, and uh, you know, just happy to finally get back here in victory lane. On a personal note, you welcomed a daughter to the world here uh, just about a month ago. How's it? Uh, how is it being a father? It's—you uh, know—it's awesome. It's—it's it's hard trying to balance, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week, and then working on the race car. That's why we've been running about every other week. Um, you know. Just trying to keep, you know, mama happy and, and baby happy and, you know, not be at the garage all the time and get a divorce, you know, first year with a kid. So I got to, you know, I got to thank my wife a lot for letting me do this, continue to do this. And, uh, you know, her in Oakland, I'm sure they're listening, watching back home. You know, this one's for you guys. I love you. And, uh, you know, this, this race tonight, actually, it's a very important race. Whenever I was a kid, I loved coming out to the topless shows and, uh, we were in the garage last night. Normally, we don't work on Fridays. We worked on Fridays. Me and Sean are down there, and uh, you know, Donnie from DNH said, "Man, you guys, you got to do something special." And I, I said, "Sean, if I win, you got to get your nipples pierced." We shook on it. So this week, Sean Phillips, my crew chief, has to get that done. I'm going to get him a nice 14B with a, a little diamond where the star is. So we got to keep things interesting. Uh, you know. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I, I think this is the first time in Victory Lane I've ever been speechless, but uh, you are the man to certainly do it. People that you would like to thank. Let's wrap this up. It's a family program. Let's let's wrap this up and get some people that you would like to thank for helping you get here tonight. Like I said, Sean Phillips, you know, my mom, my wife, you know, my daughter, all the sponsors on the car, you know, Producer Supply Company, Big Dog Energy, Quality Machine Company, DH Services, LPE, uh, Plumbing and Excavating, uh, carnival properties you know everybody on here so it's uh and i got to thank all the fans for coming out i mean it's it's awesome to do this in front of all them guys and and whether they're cheering or booing i mean they're up there they are having a good time tonight courtesy of this man who joins me in victory lane the driver out of rice's landing pennsylvania tonight's feature winner of the topless 25 rice's landings ben police
Daryl Charlier would have to settle for second, picking up an additional $300 in bonus money for his efforts for running topless. And how about Brandon Burgoon rounding out the podium in the Chernick Family 5X car, earning an additional $100 for competing topless as well. Rounding out the top five for Cole Patrell and all-pro Dan Lepro. Heat race winners were Jake Gunn and Daryl Charlier. The Chaplick Packing Hobby Stocks were up next, coming off of their Hobby Stock Hustle event at the Lernerville Speedway on Friday the 15th. They ran a 20-lap feature event for $250 to win on Friday night at Lernerville and followed that up with a $300 to win event on Saturday at Pittsburgh. Frank McGill was undeniable in both races, picking up the win at both tracks. You can hear more from Frank McGill later in the show as he spoke with Rapid on Racing's Jim Zufall following his win at Lernerville. Second place finisher Gary Catellis was the other star of the show both nights this weekend as he battled with Frank for the win both nights, but ultimately would have to finish up in the runner-up spots in each of those events. Matt Bernard, Logan Catellis, and Tony McGill would round out the top five, and heat race winners would include the aforementioned Frank McGill and Gary Catellis. Friday's top five cars at Lernerville were scored as Frank McGill, Gary Catellis, Adam Free, Tony McGill, and John Hollister. Gary Catellis earned an extra $25 for leading lap number 16, and John Hollister earned an extra $50 for being the Knights Hard Charger after gaining six spots, that money courtesy of Sutton Motorsports. Both McGill brothers won their respective heat races on Friday night at the action track. The PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks were off this Saturday so that they could take the weekend off or compete at the Steel Valley Pro Stock Nationals at Sharon. That was a Penn Ohio Pro Stock Championship Series event. Brian Hutchko elected to promote the division by bringing his pro stock out and making a few laps throughout the night. That led us into the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, where Roscoe, Pennsylvania's Derek Quigley picked up his second career feature win. And after a victory lap around Dirt's Monster Half Mile, he made his way to the front stretch and had this to say for his efforts. Well done, sir. You pick up your second career feature win here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. That might be the second of your career, for that matter. And uh, you have had to overcome a lot this season. We talked a little bit earlier in the pits. Um, you, the car got wrecked. You had to rebuild it. You had to get it put back together. Um, you make some drastic changes to it going into tonight's feature win race, and you pick up the win um, with some excellent racing in between, may I add. Thank you. Yeah, we had uh, we had some issues when we went down to Bristol. Uh, had some transmission issues. Had some clutch issues later on in the season. Feels great to finally get this thing into victory lane. I would say so. Um, you know, Susie Rudolph, you two are good friends. So the the battles that were going on out there, I'm sure nothing, no harm meant. Just good hard racing. Am I right? Yeah, I know. I got into her in uh, turn two there, coming to the uh, white flag. Uh, didn't mean to do that, but. Knows that. <laughs> well, she said congratulations before she made her way back to her pit, so I'm sure she does. Um, you guys all get along pretty well. You have a great crew of people over here that help you out each week. Um, talk to me about what it's like to race here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, a big racetrack, and you guys go fast. Yeah, it's big. It's real fast. Um, some of these four-cylinders are turning at the same times as the hobby stocks are with a lot less motor, a lot less car. <laughs> You got the back end of that car swinging out a little bit less this week. Seemed like you got those setup changes made just right. Yeah, it still wasn't perfect, but it was a lot better than it was last week. Well, you got people that we would want to thank to make this all happen for you, and this is your opportunity to do that. Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to thank all my sponsors, Hoods Up Quick Blube, uh, Top Care Lawn Care, Rust Raver Motors. I uh, wouldn't be able to do this without BJP Racing. Yeah, Sign Mill. Uh, my dad, he helps me week in and week out with this car. My wife, Sandy, with her uh, never-ending support. 
even though I think I give her a heart attack out here every week. <laughs> uh, my nephew Shane helps me with the car as much as he can. Uh, boss Gary Catellis for uh, letting me use the shop every once in a while to work on the car. It's a lot of help. Takes a crew of people to get it done, and tonight it all comes to fruition. A reason to celebrate for this driver of the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders. Tonight's feature winner out of Roscoe, Pennsylvania, Derek Quigley. Second belonged to Susie Rudolph after the spirited, hard-fought battle with Derek Quigley. Craig Rudolph was third, and 16-year-old Travis Clark made his Open Four Cylinder debut, bringing home a fourth-place finish. Derek Quigley swept the evening and was the heat race winner. The always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns competed in two feature events on Saturday night, but only one winner emerged. How about Plum native Zoe Knight picking up her first career win last week, then follows up this week with two feature victories after tough battles amongst her peers in both features. The first feature saw Emmy Laboon lead the way early, but Zoe made the pass on Emmy not long after the halfway point and held on to the lead for the remaining three laps. Second went to Laboon, Tyler Hollister wrapped up the podium, Gavin Kukalis and Samara Weaver had a very spirited battle for the fourth spot and finished in that order to round out the top five. Abby Gindelsberger finished sixth, and that is relevant because for feature number two, we actually inverted the field based off of their finish to line up the second feature. So Gindelsberger would start in position number one, but after contact with another driver would slip back early. This allowed Zoe Knight to waste no time and advance to the lead on lap number two from her sixth starting position. She led the rest of the way, leaving Gavin Kukalis to replicate his career-best second-place finish. Emmy Laboon took third, Gindelsberger fourth, and Samara Weaver would round out the top five. Racing resumes once again this upcoming Saturday night, July the 23rd, as the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series makes their annual visit to Dirt's Monster Half Mile. The Falcone Automotive MPD Racing Boss Sprint Cars produced some of the most thrilling racing action of the season. Last year certainly didn't disappoint, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. They will be joined by the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modified Series, presented by Born to Run Lubricants, as well as our action event divisions, including the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks, the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns. Gates open at 5 with racing at 7 p.m. For all scheduling and ticketing information, as well as our point standings, please visit ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date with all things PPMS by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Facebook. As always, reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. Got a phone call last Tuesday from good friend Jimmy Poljack. We were just catching up on some things. He recently retired after 34 years at Frank B. Fuhr Wholesale. His uh, involvement in racing all revolved around Yingling. Jimmy started, when I first met him, he was sponsoring Neil Brown with a late model, and then Dave Wade, two really good drivers. He was also involved with his nephew, A.J. Poljack. And we got talking about A.J., good driver, asphalt, and dirt. A.J. is currently on a winning streak at Pittsburgh. And when I asked Jimmy why, and he said, well, uh, A.J.'s dad, Mike, has been telling him, you need to change your driving style around a little bit. And for the longest time, he wouldn't listen to his dad. Well, he finally did, been chalking up the victories at Pittsburgh. But it really, uh, when AJ's on the asphalt, he also wins up there and probably one of the best engine builders in the Pittsburgh area. It's really nice to catch up with Jimmy.
and uh, he's adjusting to uh, retirement. Uh, only the shadow knows when he'll pop up at one of the tracks, but a great friend uh, helped us with all of our uh, wrapping on racing, uh, old-timers dinners, provided all the beer for us, and uh, just a pleasure to have him as a friend. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. is Logan Zarin, the driver of the 1Z Super Late Model. Logan, this is going to be kind of like a little report card check. It's in mid-July. We talked to you early spring, and Zarin Racing was preparing some late, late models for racing through the 2022 season. And from your standpoint, from a driver, I've watched your run mainly at Lernerville. You've had some good one, runs, but from Logan's standpoint, what was the thing that you've learned the most and the thing that's been the most difficult? Um, really just my driving, you know. It's just 
being the supers now, you gotta drive the car a little different. So just kind of just working on my driving, switching over from crate cars, and just trying to improve every week. Is it more the horsepower that you have, or is it the competition? You've run at Port Royal, you've run here at Larnerville, you've traveled out, and that makes it a little bit difficult. You know, you're used to running at Pittsburgh, and you get accustomed to that particular track, and I don't want to say you kind of dominated when you were there with the crate, but on the road, it's an eye-opener, and when you were here for the Firecracker weekend, and you're running against Brandon Shepard, Tim McCready, the best of the best, it, it really puts a different mindset into Logan's head, but at the same time when you follow them you can learn the same as well that's what yeah i like i like going against the competition you know those guys that do it for a living if you race with them they'll teach you ways more than you'll learn just running out of local tracks so we try to travel as much as we can with these guys and then eventually get on it and do it one day myself I think the thing that I noticed, at least from the, we'll call them the professionals, the guys that are out there, they're doing this for a living, their lap times, no matter where they're at, even if they haven't seen a track, I was watching a race last night that most of these guys never been to, they adapt so quickly, and they, sometimes there might be a notebook, but other times they you know, do a, a hot lap session, run a heat race, and then feature time, they're dialed in. Yeah, it's just these guys are, that's what they do for a living, so, you know, they can't afford to make a mistake, or, you know, so, yeah, they just unload out of the box quick. They got, got a baseline where they want to do, so they're just fast out of the box. In the years so far that we've had, what has been Logan's most memorable moment? Uh, has it been a heat race or a, a top five finish or something that you said, wow, we were really good that night? Um... Probably we qualified pretty good at East Bay one night this year. But other than that, I think we started 14th at Port Royal one night and we finished 7th. So that's probably my proudest moment so far this year. And at Port Royal, that is such a momentum track. So to, to go forward, if you're not starting out front, makes it all the more different. And that track is, its I don't want to say it's the same size as Pittsburgh, maybe in length, but the characteristic of it, because it's a little bit flatter, is all that much more difficult. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh and Port Royal, you drive them completely different. I could say I ran to Pittsburgh last year and then running at Port this year. It's a totally different animal. I mean, it's the same size, but you got to drive the car completely different. So it's just, you kind of got to, just another thing, trying to adapt to the different track conditions and track surfaces. So it's something I'm working on. How does, you know, you and your dad, Jim, how do you set the notebook up? Because th this is going to be key for where you go back next year and the year after. Um, we got a lot of help from, like, you know, Mark Richards and stuff down at Rocket. They've been a huge help to me this year. So we kind of got a little bit of a notebook and a little bit of a baseline where we start off these tracks and then just kind of tune from there. So we got a pretty good baseline to start, and we just kind of just keep it rolling from there. So we talked about the positives. Now, was there, was there any negative? There might be something where you just thought, okay, I was going to be really good, and it was just one of those nights you just wanted to say, okay, I just want to put it in the trailer. Uh... Probably last week here at Lernerville, uh, didn't run so hot in the heat race, and then feature, we got a wheel cover failure, so that's probably one I like to forget about. Um, took a couple weeks off here, just got some family issues, so we're just trying to get back in the flow now, and then just trying to, we were, we were getting into a little bit of flow, so we're just trying to find it again.
With the Super Logan, would you say the changing of the track conditions? And again, when you you mentioned you just mentioned Lernerville, then any given night, one night it might be you could go top to bottom. It might be a little slick. A couple weeks ago, the track was, even though it was extremely warm out, the track was heavy. And I, I think for a young driver, that has to be one of the hardest things. I think you have to adapt to. Yeah, I mean. I try to uh, I try to base my racing off like Dennis Herb and just kind of around the bottom, just kind of carrying momentum. But I'm slowly trying to get used to you know beating the cushion down like a lot of these guys here like to do. So it's just kind of just adapting to the cushion stuff, and then so when the bottom's there, go back to what I know to do. So you're more you're more comfortable catfishing instead of rim riding on the top. Yeah, definitely. I just I like. It saves money, and uh, I don't know. Just I'm more comfortable. I'd rather hit the inside wall than the outside wall. So that's how I've always drove. And there's not too many inside walls. Well, Logan, just to wrap things up, I mean, your dad and there's some other guys that are a big part of your team. Well, let's give a shout out to them because they go with you up and down the road and are an integral part of your development in in super late model racing. Yeah, I mean, just my whole crew, my mom, my dad for backing me full-time with this it's it's been a dream so far so just definitely my mom my dad my girlfriend friend my sister um my crew chief luke and then we brought a new guy on rj he's been pretty good for us so far so just thank them guys and then all my great sponsors you know um level enterprises blay oil hot seat pressure washers um i've got so many hold on zarin trucking of course um Castleberry Landscape, Wheels, Wings, and Wishes, Cletus Motorsports, Jake Bay Custom Power Cutting, uh, Rocket Chassis, Integra Racing Shocks, Power Racing Engines. Um, so that's pretty much, I'm sorry, I might have forgot somebody, but I apologize if I did. I'm not looking at the car right now. Yeah, Don and I are working on a little segment, uh, Racing 101, to, uh, we're going to do these little cheat sheets like the, the football players have on their arm, and when someone approaches you, you can just, you know, flip it over. Well, Logan, I, I've enjoyed your development this year, and I think as the season gets longer, you're only going to get better, and then if you would say, okay, ideally, Dave, one thing that you'd like to accomplish now, we're in mid-July, be- before we get to the Pittsburgher in October. Um, I need to get a couple wins under my belt. I haven't got a win in the Super yet. Um, I got a couple in the crate car, so I just need to get back a victory lane. I need that feeling again. So definitely get one before the Pittsburgher. That's my goal. Maybe some heat race wins too. Yeah, we've had a couple heat race wins this year, but I need a feature win. I'm, I'm due for one, so that's what I need to do. Well, there's nothing like a win that's always better, is always good for the psyche. Well, Logan, it's been great talking to you. You know, Don has always been asking me back in North Carolina, what's up with Logan? And I said, I try to see him when we get up to Lernerville. So we're going to see you a few more times this year, and best of luck the rest of the year. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Have a nice night. We're in the pits after the races, and if you, listeners, if you heard the interview earlier in the broadcast, I had a chance to sit and talk with Logan Zarin on his season so far, and I was kind of given, we were given grades out, report cards, and one of the closing remarks that I had is, for the last half of the year, prior up until the Pittsburgher, what was the one thing that you wanted to accomplish? And he says, Dave, I want to get at least a win or two. Two hours later, in your wildest dreams, your first late model win in an epic battle between John Garvin, uh, Colton Flinner, Matt Lux. Good racing. You came out on top. 
but more importantly, win number one. But probably besides your dad, your number one fan was here tonight, your mom. Yeah, I mean, my mom's been away. She got, she's had some surgery, so we finally got her strong enough for she could come and watch me. So it was pretty cool that she come back and I got my first win. So it was just kind of like a meant to be moment there. What goes through your mind when? Well, take me through the last two laps because now you, on that restart with three to go. Matt took the bottom, and the high side here, and we were jokingly in the, in the interview, he said, I never run the high side. It's just something that I'm not very comfortable with. But you had to take it. It was there, and you took full advantage of it. And once you got by Max and John, you just cleared, and it was clear sailing to the checkers. Yeah, I mean... So I saw Matt pass me on the top a couple laps before that, so and sort of gave me the top. I, was, I knew I had to ring it a little bit. Um, I just hope I didn't jump it. So, uh, so I just went up there and just kind of tiptoed around it, and then it got a pretty good run off the corner and got past Matt Lux, and then I kind of just protected from there in the last corner, and then that was pretty much it. Yeah, well, there, well, there was a little incident there with Colin, but we'll just say a lot of times in racing, rubbing's racing, and we'll leave with that. And, uh, again, it was you guys were battling for the spot. But, you know, to recoup from that and to still come back out in second and then, then chase after Matt, it had to be, you know, very satisfying. But, yeah, you only had two laps to do it. Yeah, I, I, knew, my car, I knew my car was good, and I, I knew I had the car to win the race. Um, so when I saw Matt go to the bottom, I kind of just hurry up, got on the pony and got on the top and got by him there. So, yeah, just kind of just nervous, but I, I got her done. We always say in racing, you never know when that first win is going to come. And you, know, you know, know what happens from week to week. Last week, you told me prior to our first interview that you kind of plugged up the mud plug with mud and you, it was vibrating so bad you had to pull off. And tonight, a complete 360. Well, again, congratulations, Logan. I mean, I know you've won many times in many divisions, but, you know, as I had a chance to, I don't go to Victory Lane very often, but, you know, your dad, it's going to be a great trip back to Moon Township tonight, and, you know, with your mother being here, it's going to be all the more special, and I, I think, you know, you, your Graham, it's just going to be, I don't know if you're going to race tomorrow, and I don't really think it makes a difference. It's going to be one heck of a party at the Zarin House tonight. Yeah, it's definitely cool. I mean, this is gonna—I'm gonna remember this one for a long time. Just crates was cool, but this super stuff is the the best you can do. So yeah, this is gonna be pretty special to me. We're probably gonna take the rest of the weekend off and just live it up while we can until next week. So just make the most of it. In case our listeners missed the first part of the interview this earlier this evening, we say besides your mom and dad, who are you know the backbone of this operation for you, your crew and your sponsors, Logan. No, I'm just again my mom and my dad. They uh, get me going in, on this in this deal, and then uh, Luke. He really sets the shocks up good. Tonight was called flawless tonight, and then RJ all doing all the tire work, all the dirty works, and then all my great sponsors. You know, Level Enterprises, Blair Oil, Jake Bay Custom Powder Coating, Tomas Towing, Zarin Trucking, Zarin Trucking Automotive, uh, Hotsey Pressure Washers, Bezetti's Hardware, KBC Graphics, Integra Racing Shocks, Rocket Chassis, um, Pro Power Racing Engines. That's pretty much it. Again, congratulations on your first late model win, but more importantly, I know it's all the more special and there's nothing else needs to be said. It was at Lernerville Speedway. Congratulations. Thank you, Dave. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania. Their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Friday night, July 15th, Lernerville Speedway in Sarver, Pennsylvania, welcomed the Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Hobby Stock Division to come race on Lernerville's storied 410th Mile Oval. The hobby stocks are always at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Their rules package really doesn't allow them to race anywhere else. And nowhere else does the hobby stock division uh, grown as much as it has at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Pretty much tripling in size since uh, 2015 when there were only a handful of competitors. Now a huge division. Lernerville uh, took it upon themselves to reach out and invite the hobby stock drivers from PPMS to come out and have some fun at Lernerville on the 15th of July. We caught up with a couple of the drivers at, from uh, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway that were competing at Lernerville on Friday night and asked them what it means to them to be able to race at the storied half mile that is Lernerville Speedway. We're talking to uh, PPMS champion of the hobby stock division, Frank McGill. Frank, let's talk about, for one thing, you know, most storied track in this part of the country. Lernerville Speedway invites the hobby stocks from Pittsburgh to come here. It, it, this got to be special. Yeah, it's an honor to let them, for them to let us come here and race and see what we can do on a new track. And I've been racing here with my pro stock recently, and this is just one of my favorite tracks of all time right now. So you... you have some time in the pro stock obviously now you're going to have a lot of people around you that you race with every saturday night at pittsburgh and you go from that giant super wide half mile to a more moderate sized track what, what are you looking for uh we're just gonna see what we can figure out off of practice and see where we can go so talk to the Lernerville Speedway uh, management. You know, what, what do you have to say to the Thompsons and the management here for allowing you guys to come? And what does it mean for the prestige of, of your division? Uh, it feels really good to, for us to be able to bring our hobby socks out here and uh, run on the new track and uh, bring a show for the fans. And hopefully it turns out good and we have a good night. We're with Gary Catellis now, not exactly the patriarch of the Catellis racing. That belongs to, to Drew, but you certainly are the leader right now. You and three of your boys all in this hobby stock division, all racing. Uh, pretty neat heat race here a few weeks ago at, at uh, Pittsburgh with three of you finishing one, two, three in a heat race. But let's move on to what we're doing here tonight, and here, of course, being Lernerville Speedway. Lernerville kind enough to invite you guys. That's got to say something about what they think about your division. Yeah, that's that's awful nice for us to get to travel. The way our rule package is, we can't get out anywhere. And Lernerville's growing up as a kid, it was always your your dream to race on. It's like here at Eldora. So finally, um, I get years and many years ago. I won't tell you how many. I, I was on here once. So, but for John to get on here, he's gonna have a blast. 
so again one of the most storied racetracks in the northeast at least if not the country and you guys have the opportunity to be here i'm going to let you speak as some others have for the whole crew of you that are here i know there's a dozen of you here tonight um it's got to mean something to all of you that are here yeah it's you know it's a group up there you can see everybody part together every it's kind of like a little racing family you got some young guys it's they're gonna love it they're, they're, their dad's gonna be smiling and uh hopefully you know we all walk out here with just a couple scratches and have a good time not gonna ask you to speak for everybody but yourself talk to the thompson family talk to the management at learnerville uh, what do you think this has to mean a lot to you guys tell them what you're thinking about them yeah you thank you to them for uh, adding us i've been coming here this year with cody running and uh just just an awesome facility the management everything's spot on everything's on time it's just and then for now for me to get out here and run it's 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 gonna be a, a good feeling and i really appreciate that we're talking to Carly Kovacs, longtime competitor now in the hobby stock division of Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Obviously, a big step for you guys to be able to come to Lernerville. First of all, let's talk about what it means to come to one of the most storied tracks in the Northeast. It feels amazing to be able to come here. Um, it's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid to race here. It's been one of like my favorite tracks growing up. So for them to offer for us to come, that was just a huge surprise. Um, I actually pushed back having surgery uh, to have my tonsils out uh, this week so we could race just to, you know, get my name out a little more and, you know, see what it was all about. You've been around long enough. I'm going to go ahead and trust you to speak for the crowd. There's a dozen of you here tonight. Talk to the Thompson family. Talk to Lernerville management. Uh, this has to mean something to all of you. This really does. Um, it shows, you know, that, hey, look, the Hobby Stocks are doing great out of PMS. Maybe let's bring them here. You know, it shows that uh, we're actually getting recognized finally. Uh, when I first started in this class, there was only three of us. It was me, Casey Grumling, and Dale Touche. Dale Touche runs out here at a pro stock uh, on the weekly. Casey Grumling just started running again again this year. So it feels amazing, you know, I actually have you know, a 20 car field every week. You already discussed it. In fact, you just said 20 car field. I had a short seven year stint at PMS. You moved into the hobby stock in that time and I was calling races three cars in a feature, five cars in a feature, and now we're at 18 to 22 every night. What in the world happened? What's in the water at Pittsburgh that all of a sudden everybody wants to be in a hobby stock? When I was a little kid, this class was the class to watch growing up. I used to help Ian uh, Tomai and Robbie Torrance on their car, and um, that's actually where my number came from. Um, they both were 21 and 22. When they combined into a team, they became 221K. So um, that's how I got my number. And uh, just, I think with uh, everyone coming in and coming in with uh, the Young Guns class and everyone moving up, this was the next specs class at the time when this class started to get big, um, before they had added the open four cylinders in. Um, and you know, at the time Latrobe closed, so a lot of them guys came down here to run a PMS. So Lernerville tonight, you gotta be excited. I am, I'm excited, but I'm also a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Joined now by Mark Corio and Matt Bernard, cousins, right? The two of you, is that yep. correct? And two of the regulars at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Matt's got a couple of wins under his belt already. Uh, Mark, you're starting to sniff the top five, uh, which is really great. But here we are at Lernerville Speedway, and Lernerville has decided you guys are impressive enough at Pittsburgh. Let's bring them here. What does that say to you guys? Well, it means a lot to be able to come out here and run on a track that we never ran before. and how famous this track is to be able to come out here it is really cool 
So let's talk to directly to the management at Lernerville Speedway. Obviously, thank you is the first thing that comes to you, but you know it means so much to all the drivers here. You know, what do you have to say to them? Um, well, it's fun being able to run with all the guys that we run with down at Pittsburgh and be able to come out here and run with them. So it's the field's still competitive, and we're able to run with people that we know. So it makes it a lot nicer. It's not not like we're coming out here running with a bunch of cars that we never ran before. So it makes it a lot easier on us. Most of your division is Saturday night. It's a little easier. You got guys closing up stores. You got guys still in school. Yeah. Uh, you got drivers doing a bunch of things they, they do on a Friday that they can't get here. A dozen is nice, but maybe next year they do this again. Do you push a little harder to, to get more drivers here? Uh, yeah. Hopefully we race the Stampede. That was the original plan last year. Mike Lisikowski talked to me about it when he was the general manager here. Talked about bringing you to the Stampede. Uh, okay, so this isn't the Stampede, but this is a big deal. Yeah, we're excited, and hopefully everything goes well, and we're fast. We'll take a short break now, but when we come back, we're going to hear from a gentleman with a very interesting perspective on all this, as well as the winner of the 20-lap hobby stock feature event at the Lernerville Speedway on July 15th. All that when we return with more Rapid on Racing. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. And we're back now with Rapid on Race and talking to a number of the hobby stock drivers at the July 15th hobby stock race that happened at the Lernerville Speedway of all places. Lernerville, of course, inviting the hobby stocks to race. Uh, hobby stocks normally at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And we got to talk to a number of the drivers. And uh, as we continue, we're going to listen to a gentleman who has a quite an interesting perspective on all this. And in a few moments, we're going to hear from the winner of the 20-lap feature event. So now we're going to talk to a gentleman with a really unique perspective on all this. Former Lernerville employee, you're still doing some stuff at Lernerville. You got the garage crawl, you got the pre-race show. John McConnell joins us, and now you're sitting behind the wheel of one of these hobby stocks, the Hollister car. Do some uh, hot laps and, and a heat race for them. So again, your your worlds are colliding here. Let's talk about what it means for Lernerville to invite the hobby stocks here. Uh, it's it's huge for the division because. Uh, with the relationship both tracks have, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and Lernerville Speedway, uh, it's important because it helps grow the division. It gives them another uh, venue to showcase their talents because they, they've got some very fast cars and very talented young drivers that, that could feed other racing divisions. And uh, I just I think it's hugely important uh, for them to be able to come up here and showcase that. So let's talk about the management here at the Speedway. What do you think is behind bringing these guys here? Smokey Shemp. 
And that's the perfect answer right there. So uh, I'll tell you what I've told other people. When Dal Carnahan handed me the microphone in, in 2015, I was calling hobby stock races with five, maybe seven cars tops. Right now, 18 to 22 are showing up on a Saturday night. I'm not sure what's in the water out there, but something's happening, and maybe you can put a finger on it, why this division's grown so much. Um, it's it's relatively affordable. Uh, no, they're not racing for boatloads of money, but you don't have boatloads of money in it comparably to a uh, Penn Ohio Pro Stock or a super late model. But uh, it's affordable, and they're driving you know young kids can drive these as well uh john's son cameron does a, jo a good job weekly down there wheel in the car and sometimes john has to step in and <laughs> take the wheel back but uh yeah it, it, it's just a, a very affordable driver friendly for new drivers going to assume if the thompsons like what they see and the management likes what they see this might be an every year thing and maybe even uh something mike lizakowski former general manager here and i talked about last year Maybe you're bringing them here for the stampede, even. Yeah, I got word that they liked the hot lap session with them so far, and you know they, they brought 12 cars up here. There's a couple people that that usually race this this class that would love to be here, like Stephen Sheltman. Stephen's uh, down in Florida serving our country on 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 uh, duty for the reserves. Uh, a couple other people had to work, couldn't get off in time, and it, that's a you know. That's an issue sometimes, but got 12 really good cars here, and uh, word has it that there may be something added to the Stampede this year, and hopefully we can put on a good show tonight. And then you might be looking at that 18 to 22 cars showing up and really impressing the crowd then. Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe even you know somebody getting a sponsor, bringing a sponsor on board for that race for the Stampede, making it making it pay a little bit more, and have these guys run for a few extra dollars. So after two heat races and a very competitive 20-lap feature event, it was Frank McGill coming out on top over Gary Catellis. Catellis and McGill go back and forth through the last half of the race, duking it out for the win, but when it was all said and done, it was Frank McGill taking away the very first hobby stock race at, P at Lernerville Speedway, normally the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway hobby stocks, and we got a chance to catch up with Frank McGill back at his hauler after the prestigious win. So it doesn't hobby stocks come to Lernerville Speedway? Well, it doesn't the PPMS hobby stocks come to Lernerville Speedway? A couple less cautions would have been nice, but the side-by-side-by-side -by -side -by -side racing there at the very end with you and Gary Catellis was remarkable. Clean racing. Catellis got into you just a little bit, but you got to talk about that last few laps. Yeah, them last laps were, uh, were kind of stressful with battling back and forth, but I just wanted to come out on top, and uh, I just ran it in hard, and just it stuck, and it worked out for me in the end, so we came home with the win tonight couple of really cool slide jobs there in the end as well. I mean, you know, you don't get to do that as much at Pittsburgh as you do here. Yeah, the way tighter track, way more banking. How's this suit your style versus Pittsburgh? Uh, the turns are different. And, uh, you can actually, like you said, throw slide jobs and they'll stick more than Pittsburgh because it's more of an embankment. But uh, this track's one of my favorites. It's a beautiful track and I just love this place. 
Frank McGill comes out on top with this hobby stock. Only 12 show up. We wish there were more. We're going to do this again at Lernerville. At least we hope. They're talking about the Stampede. You'll be back, won't you? Yeah, I'll be back, and I'll be back with the, if they do it at the Stampede, I'll be back with a pro stock, too. So we'll have three cars here. Well, we're standing back at your hauler now, and there's a whole lot of people hanging around that car. you got to start thanking them. Uh, I like thanking my mom, my dad, especially, my little brother, uh, AJ, uh, Adam, uh, Quentin, all my people who come out and help work on the car every week and uh, stay in the garage and help us work and get them out there for the next week. No small amount of sponsors on your car either. Let's hear about them. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, A&F Engineering, Jeff Sorek, Clean Line, Just Pour It, Hodge Automotive, Corman Corporation, and uh, Dan's Truck Service. So this is Friday night. Tomorrow night is Pittsburgh. Uh, you got a lot of work to do between here and there? Uh, we're just going to change the gear and maybe change our setup back and see where we can go from there. Frank McGill, your winner in the first time the hobby stocks, the PPMS hobby stocks, come to Lernerville Speedway. Congratulations, Frank. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Race fans, this is Alex Free, the Super Late Model Champion from Lernerville and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Wrapping on Racing. Now let's get back to the show. Listeners, joining us, one of the most successful men in short track racing, Lynn Geisler. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, putting up with a little bit of heat with the weather, but uh, doing pretty good. Well, you don't have to shovel heat, so that's good. Hey, I want to bring people up to date on a, 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 what I've started calling the number one Cochrane Racing Report. A couple of weeks ago, uh, you guys had a pretty good night at Marion Center. Let's talk about it. Yeah, we did. I, I, you know, I have to attest that I, I know I always got super excited driving, but that that was a race that 
watching as a car owner and being part of Alex's deal, it was just as exciting. I actually was doing a little hollering, which I don't usually do. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good race. Um, he drove a really good deal. We started fourth, never took the lead till six to go, um, and actually were the beneficiary of a real nice purse. So it, it really was. I told people it, it was a really, really good race, and it even turned out right. So that, that, that's really a testament to where the team is at the moment. The following night wasn't bad either. No, and the truth be known, to me, that was way more way more of an accomplishment to run second at Erie's. I just have never really had a lot of luck up there, and we're really competitive with Max Blair, who you know is the man up there for sure. Um, that that was uh, topping off the weekend, to be honest with you. Well, when things go up and they're good, sometimes they turn around and go down. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we we're, we were really really excited about our weekend and went to Lernerville last week and uh, actually came up with some motor problems. So that uh, just in all in all teasing or mentioning to people. You just don't ever get ahead racing. You have a nice weekend, and then then you have to pay for it. But, hey, that's all part of the game, and, and we're prepared for it. What I'd like to talk about, because I'm on a little bit of a mission to help some of the younger drivers or maybe some of the older drivers that don't pay attention, uh, how they should treat their sponsors. Now, in 1981, you hooked up with number one Cochrane. I don't know of any other teams that have had the same sponsor for over 40 years. And that doesn't happen by accident. It's the things you do, whether it's autographs, special nights at the track. August 13th, you're having something for uh, Cochrane and your sponsors. Can we talk about that? Yeah, we sure can. Uh, it's become a, a sort of a mainstay where um, somewhere through the course of the season we do it. We do a night at Larnerville with tickets and do some barbecuing and uh, try and get all of our sponsors together just just to kind of show some appreciation for what they do. It's, it's really an abstract as to what they get out of it. Um, and that, and I've realized that for as long as I've been doing it. Um, they, everybody has their own little scenario as to what they want to get out of it. And on my end, as, as the co-owner on the team now, it, it's hard to kind of pay back or let people know that you do appreciate it. And this has become something that seems to work real well, that we get a chance to get together. They they have a little camaraderie amongst themselves. And, you know, from time to time, do a little business with one another because of the acquaintance and relationship with the team. So it's worked out real well. Well, one of the things that you had me uh, work with you on was to develop a uh, email uh, page where I send, I'll be sending this, this interview to all your sponsors. And some of them get to Lernerville, some of them get on Facebook, but some of them are busy uh, just doing business where maybe the only chance they have to catch up on what you're doing. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, uh, and, and again, that it takes time and, and it takes effort, whether it be on my part, but a lot on your part or finding someone that has an interest in your team 
that's willing to put in a little bit of effort to keep people aware of what is going on. Um, it's an easy thing to overlook, but it's a very important thing to do. When you talk about overlooking it, and I won't mention the driver's name, but last year he had no communications with his sponsors, nothing, pictures, email, press release, nothing. Well, this year he's sitting in the grandstands because he didn't have any sponsors. Yeah, it's and I, it, not picking on, on any of that. It it is a commitment when you take on a sponsor to do what you can do. I, I know it's limited as to what what you can do to support them, but you've got to look at it and say, well, what can I do? What 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 is the thing that's going to push this guy's buttons? To, to get him to return and get something out of what he does do with you. It's a tough situation, and I know a lot of people are struggling with efforts with time, but when you take on the deal, you've got to set aside a little bit of time to try and take care of your sponsors. One of the things I started doing last week, and I call it Auto Racing 101, I take and tape all the Victory Lane interviews from Lernerville, Pittsburgh, Jennerstown. Uh, occasionally, we'll get some from Latrobe. Any track that has, provides me the opportunity to record Victory Lane. And I limit, they're between one and a half and two minutes. And then I put them in the second or third hour of the show with the theory there being they should listen to their interview. If it's a good one, fine. If it needs some work, eh, you might want to check this out. And the biggest gripe I have is when they, they don't acknowledge their sponsors. And maybe they, well, like one of the fellows at Jenner's Town, he must have 20 ssponsors. What I recommend they do, pretend like you're an NFL quarterback and put a sleeve on your arm with all your sponsors. Nobody would see it except you. And that way you don't forget anybody because that goes a long way. Uh, it, it sure does, and uh, it, it's the biggest thing is that, they, that you know I used to do is I would listen to other people's interviews, not necessarily my own even, but to get some ideas on how to maybe improve on my own victory lane or when you got a chance to be there um, on how to improve on that. And it, it's a little bit of effort, but if you think about it, it, it goes a long way. You could actually do a seminar on uh, thanking sponsors. I mean, starting in 1981, here we are 40 years later, very successful team, but a major sponsor that loves what you're doing. Oh, that's for sure. And, you know, I, I was very fortunate. My contact was Jack. And the dealership provided somebody that, that I could work with and he could work with me. And, and as a team, we developed the sponsorship because I was very green at it. I'm sure Jack had some ideas because he was coming from sales, but that that was a big gain for me. Um, and it, it's hard. It, is, it doesn't come natural. It, um, it It's easier for some than others, but you need to have some guidelines and some help in getting through it. Now back to the uh, situation with the motor. Uh, do you have a spare motor? We do. We do. Um, not sure that we'll be out with it this weekend. It was it was at the motor shop completed, but not in our hands. So it's just a matter of getting it shipped here and 
see how that plays out. It, for sure, we'll be back in business for next week, but uh, this week's a little up in the air. Kind of a shame because we were leading the points at Larnerville, which, hey, it, it, it is a measure of attendance. Well, Lynn Geister, I want to thank you for being with us, and I'm going to make sure all your sponsors hear this interview. Well, thank you again, Don, for, for helping me with this, and I'm sure that they appreciate it. Okay, have a good day. Okay, thank you. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRNs at the track. Check it out. Hey, I'm Corley Joy for Speedway Children's Charities. The mission for Speedway Children's Charities has remained true since its founding almost 40 years ago. To care for children in educational, financial, social, and medical needs in order to help them lead happy and productive lives. So many children have benefited from our group in the past, but we need your help now more than ever. There's so much we can do when we all join together, so let's start today. Visit SpeedwayCharities.org to learn more. I thank you in advance for your help. Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, Sunday night winner, not Chase Elliott from Atlanta, this from Erie Speedway in Pennsylvania, the Rush Series, Josh Ferry getting the checkers there. Hey, Josh, welcome to the uh, show. And uh, please clear up in case anybody thinks that uh, you're Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s driver, Josh Berry, that uh, your last name starts with what letter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's got the B. You've got the F. Clear all that up. But you've got the trophy from Erie's on Sunday night. A dramatic win. Um, you know, you've come up through the ranks from the modified divisions and such. But is, is this your first Rush Series late model win um, in a late model? Yeah, we won a couple uh, local races, but 
Um, this is my first uh, Rush Tour win with the series. Wow, congratulations. The Rush Series does such a good job. We love to chat with Rush Series drivers and uh, be able to you know, let the world know all about them and stuff. Um, you know, Sunday night, uh, from what I saw in the Victory Lane interview and such, uh, must have been a, a heck of a battle for uh, those 30 laps. Uh, understand a lot of them. It was door-to-door with uh, Jason Jenko. Uh, kind of describe those laps and how'd you ever figure out you know the the magic to get around uh him he's won a bunch of races yeah he's he's real good up there and he runs there every week uh that was our first time there this year so uh, we we felt pretty good in the dash there we were able to win the dash and uh gamble a little bit on tires so i wasn't sure he jumped got the jump on me there at the beginning and uh was half a car three quarters car ahead of me for first few laps and i got back beside him and there's a couple cautions but about the first 15 laps we run door to door and uh i felt like if i could if i could get past them where i could use the rest of the track we'd uh we'd had a pretty good car but uh getting there is pretty tough uh, it's a small track and uh they got a lot of laps and it's it's not easy competition when you get the tour there josh so. ferry on the profabrication.com hotline putting it modestly forever now he amazing race win at Erie Speedway last Sunday. And Josh is on the profabrication.com hotline. Profabrication headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. So in those 15 laps, how are you staying focused on the job in front of you while this guy is right there at your door? You could probably hear him, I would imagine, uh, from the exhaust there and all. How, How do you stay within yourself to try to pull this off lap after lap? And he's still there. And you just watch, I mean, you find them, find a good rhythm and, uh, pick where you're gonna, where you're gonna lift and just do your best to hit your marks every lap and wait for them to give you a little window opportunity to, to just pull a little bit ahead of them. And then you can hopefully start rolling a little better from there when you get the rest of the track. Yeah. When, when you guys are racing on the dirt, you're typically looking for the, the moisture content area in the track that can give you a little bit more traction. Is, does the distraction of having him there in the, the right alongside in your door uh, take away from your ability to hunt speed elsewhere? Uh, a lot of the time it can. Uh, I was fortunate Sunday that uh, we were real good on the bottom all night and uh, there was a lot of a lot of traction left down there still. And he was one in the middle of the top. So uh, we kind of stayed in our own lanes and and raced it out, I guess. <laughs> no, no need for a, a stick, uh, you know, communicator at that point. You're, you're able to figure it out that he's there and, uh, you better keep on it. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I understand it's just you. We're on the line with Josh Ferry from, uh, Cochranton, Pennsylvania. Am I saying your hometown, right? Yes. Cochranton, Pennsylvania. He won at Erie Speedway in the Rush Late Model Series uh, Sunday night uh, against some tremendous competition. Uh, Jason Jenko amongst them. Thug Nasty. Logan Robertson ended up in the top five with our guest, Josh Ferry. And how how about coming to that victory lane? I saw that they, they gave you a lap or so with the checkered flag. Tell us what was going on inside your mind as you realizing that I'm clutching this checkered flag for the first time in the rush series, a touring race victory on this little bull ring after those 15 laps and all that before you even get to Brian in the interview there at victory lane, what is the emotion inside the cockpit? Uh, it was, 
surreal at that point, I guess. Uh, you know, we had kind of joked at the beginning of the night, we'd, we'd fought some carburetor problems and dad said, Oh, well you win this one, we'll get you a new carburetor. And, uh, and I kind of laughed about it. We, we hoped for a good top five run or something, but, uh, never thought at the end of the night we were, we were actually going to pull it off. So I just overwhelmed with excitement and, uh, just happy. I mean, like I said, a lot of the time it's just me and him. So, uh, to pull this off being a pretty small team in comparison to some of these guys was, was pretty cool. Josh Ferry on the profabrication.com hotline winner of the rush series touring event at Erie Speedway last Sunday night, you and your dad getting to work on the cars together. Uh, is it always just what dad wants or does he listen to the driver or does the driver and the crew chief dad, uh, you know, ever get into discussions about setups? Yeah, we butt heads sometimes, <laughs> I guess. Uh, a lot of the time, he'll uh, he takes my input in, into consideration a lot. I mean, it's the beginning. Uh, it was the other way around. I was I was leaning on him, and and over the years, we uh, we both learned a lot more and and got to know the cars more, and uh, we both kind of put our heads together now and uh, see what we can come up with. Well, what a year, uh, less than a year that you've had so far. Last December, getting engaged to Stephanie. Got a uh, wedding coming up uh, right after the new year, and now a touring series win in the Rush Series last Sunday at Erie Speedway. Josh Ferry, uh, how, how could you be more happy? What what could the world do better? Yeah, I don't know. It's been pretty good so far. I don't have a whole lot of complaints. I mean, maybe some lucky Powerball numbers or something, but... Uh, <laughs> well, if somebody wins the Powerball, where could they find you on social media to uh, sponsor your car? um millennium motorsports on facebook well, there you go millennium motorsports and their driver uh second generation driver josh ferry from cochranton pennsylvania the winner of the rush touring series late model race last sunday at erie speedway appreciate you taking the time to be on the profabrication.com hotline best of luck with the rest of the season fans stay with us we'll be right back with more of prn's at the track this portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. 
His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Preston Cope with Wrapping on Racing. Here with number seven Rush Sportsman Modified driver, Jacob Wolf. Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Jacob, we've been racing together for a while, uh, a couple years now. Tell the fans, how did you get started in racing? I guess it all started when we started racing go-karts, and we just wanted to move up into something bigger, so we decided to buy a Rush Modified. So, Jacob, you've been driving for Rush King, uh, becoming the one of the new drivers in the RKR uh, facility. How would you get started with Russ King? Uh, we remember we looked at a car one day to buy one, and we wanted to upgrade, so he had a new car set in there, so we just decided to buy one, and he's been helping us out along the way with setups and improving our driving skills. That's great to hear. Now, Jacob, there is a lot of uh, jobs in racing and being a part of a crew and a, a, beside the driver. Have you been a part of a crew of any kind before starting off in racing? No, I was never really part of a crew. I just kind of sat in the stands and watched. And uh, Preston, my cousin, I've watched him a couple times and just hung around him a little bit, and, but never really a crew. Well, last year you had a very good run here at the fairgrounds, finishing second to Eric Abaney. Tell me, what is your strategy for this year? Are you going to try anything different, maybe get a better run at the leader? Uh, well, that was our first time here last year, so now we know how to drive the track a little bit better. So try a couple different things and let's hope for the best. Well, speaking of racing and, you know, come, coming close to getting that first win here, have you had any other memorable memorable moments in racing that you'd like to reminisce? Uh, just our first win we had uh, last year at Sharon. Um, 
we started up front and led the whole race and we were able to hold off Chaz and ended up winning. So that was pretty memorable to have our first win last year. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what are the kind of like the best parts of racing that you've had to experience over the last couple of years? Uh, just hanging out with friends and family and being experienced at the track. Uh, you know, it just it's just an experience that you don't have anywhere else, you know. Yeah, that's a very good statement to have. So if you weren't racing right now, where would you be picturing yourself currently? Um, I don't know, maybe at home, uh, maybe watching on TV racing or watching in the stands. What got you inspired by, by for racing? Uh, if you said, say you were, weren't racing right now, what inspired you to become a race car driver today? Um, well, I know like Preston, he started racing. And, uh, I thought it was pretty cool, so I wanted to try it. So we gave it a try, and uh, my grandpa, Gear, he used to race back in the 80s and 90s, so it's just in our family, I guess. Yeah, racing is a big family sport. You know, getting involved with numerous amounts of vehicles, generations of cars, is there any family that you'd like to give a shout out saying help it with their help on the racing uh, career and your race car and everything like that? Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank my dad. It wouldn't be possible without him. Uh, everything he does and my grandpa coming over and helping wash the car and just setting it up and my girlfriend, you know, for putting up with all the long hours and the blood, sweat and tears that you have in the shop working on the car. It's not an easy job. Absolutely. And, you know, there are some ups and downs with racing. So has there any been t- any tough parts that have came around with your career so far? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you all have mistakes. You know, you forget to tighten a tire or you go out there leading the race, you know, or running second and hit a tire, wipe yourself out. You know, it's just a lot of work and then getting a wreck the first couple of laps or whatever, you know. Yeah, those racing incidents do happen um however is there any embarrassing moments that you had on the track anything that happened in the car or before the race that just kind of embarrassed you a little bit got a little bit red-faced um well you know we, we've had a couple it's hard to remember you know um i think the one we forgot to tighten the uh, lug nuts down one time went out there and lost the wheel uh that's probably the most embarrassing one we've ever had well with every embarrassing moment there's also a memorable moment have you had any memorable moments with racing so far uh, just like I said, when we got our first career win, you know, to have my grandpa and my family there to witness it, you know, that's pretty cool to get a win uh, at our home track, Sharon. That's awesome to hear. Now, you drive the number seven Rush Sports and Modified for RKR Racing. Why did you choose the number seven? What made you go with this number, and what does it say about you as a driver? Well, my favorite number is 10. I wanted to go at number 10, but uh, there's a couple people who had it, and I really don't want to be like a 10J. So I decided, well, I'll ask my grandpa. And his favorite number is 7, so he said, let's go with number 7. So here we are, running number 7. That's awesome to hear. Uh, is there anybody you'd uh, like to shout out, get one final remark before you uh, sign off here? I'd just like to thank my sponsors. You know, I got Champion Day School, uh, Liberty Still, Ohio Intra, and uh, my buddy, his stepdaughter there, Living for Livy. Uh, that's pretty much all. Any crew members, relationships, uh, girlfriends that you want to thank as well? Uh, just my dad and my girlfriend, like I said before, you know, putting up with you know, everything we put into this all week long and all weekend long. You know, you don't, you don't have much of a summer, you know, for the girlfriend. She's just at the track and in the garage. That's pretty much it. All right. All right, fans, that was Jacob Wolf, driver number seven, Rush Sports and Modified for RKR Racing. Uh, thank you for having us, Jacob. Yep, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, race fans, I'm Preston Cope, and this is Wrapping on Racing. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions.
Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Ryan, you know, our last winner, we talked about the heartbreak from last week of reckoning of uh, his car blowing up. You've had a fast RW Frazee Incorporated, Charlie Fields Recycling and Salvage Rocket all year. And you started out, you got a win earlier this year. And then last week, the heartbreak of the wreck. You weren't even sure if you were going to make it. I mean, last night you were up on Chalk Hill over Mason Ziegler's trying to get bolts to finish up the car. You guys called ahead and just said, hey, please save us a spot. We're going to be there. We're doing the best we can. And never say die. It has to be the expression of the night between all of our winners so far. You worked your butt off and being, what, 19 working a full-time job, working on the car at night with your family, and this is a true family team, and here you are in victory lane. Yeah, I got a lot of people that help, um, a lot of sponsors and just people that every here, like here and there that help. You know, Mark Smith got my shocks down last night for me, and um, just Mason, Mark, and all my sponsors, product sponsors, GNH, King & Bungard, RW Frazy, and Rack of Decals, um, Mark McClellan for helping me this week get some decals, um, and uh, it's in a time pinch, but um, yeah, wreck just was not good. It just it sucks. Um, I hate it, but I guess it's part of it. But just when you get put back air in the back, and sometimes people, you know, think they can win it on a first lap, and things go south. It just it sucks. It makes for a long week if you want to race next, the following weekend with not a lot of help, and it takes a lot of time and money too. So it's it definitely sucks. You know what? You're not new to this sport of racing. You're relatively young, but you started racing when you were 11. And I remember just you coming in 
in a fire suit that was about five sizes too big for you because they don't make peewee ones. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, but you know. And it, just to think, coming from the pure stocks all the way up into a crate late model and being competitive every year, and really the base has been your family. Your daddy's no longer with us, so your mom now takes head of the team, and your sisters, your girlfriend, and you. And that's basically it. Well, I always tease you every week, you got the best looking pit crew in racing, but here you are, I mean, you know, besides good looking, apparently they know what they're doing, and you know what you're doing, because you took a wrecked race car that went home, and weren't even sure if it needed a clip or if it was even savable to feature winner in one week, and you should be very proud of what you and your team did. Yeah, I got to give a big thanks to Rocket. I took the car down Sunday night, and Steve called me Monday and told me to come get it, and uh, it was ready to go, so... You know, they're an hour away, and, you know, if you need something, they have, nine times out of ten, they got it. So um, I'm definitely very appreciative of them and Steve and Mark and all them at Rocket and Kurt and Bailey and just everybody that helps out, um, just everybody that's ever been a part of my racing. i got to give a big thanks to my dad. You know, my dad, he gave everything he had pretty much just to get me in a car and didn't know nothing about it, nothing about a race car. I didn't either. And, um, it, you know, it sucks he's not here. It, it I don't even like talking about it, you know, but, um, but no, you're okay. But, um, it is what it is. Um, it just, I'm, you know, it'd be nice if he was here to see all this, but, and to help because it was, it was a lot easier whenever he would drive us there and drive us home and things like that. And just help with gears, changing gears and getting tires ready and stuff. But, you know, during the week, it's just mostly me. And it's just like, I was up all night last night till six o'clock this morning and slept two and a half, three hours and got back up and then was almost late, still late getting here for hot laps just because work during the week and stuff, so it makes a lot of time. So, when, you know, like I said, when, like last, the last time I was here is when you get to you, it feels good when you don't have a lot of backing or help during the week. I'll tell you what, you might not have the biggest crew, you have the best-looking crew, but it's also a winning crew. Ray fans, give a round of applause for the Addison Assassin, Ryan Frazee. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. Fans, we're going to cover some results now with Dave Oliveri. Dave, uh, calling you this late in the day, it's around dinner time. I understand uh, your pork chops uh, had to be put on hold until we get these damn results done. And there are a lot of them, so I, I really can't complain. I'm sure I'm going to get a good dinner in. For the second time in Penn, Ohio, Pro Stock Championship Series, Still Valley, 
Nationals history, Curtis J. Bish is $10,000 richer. He advanced through the B-Main, moved forward from his 26th starting spot, and took the lead from Sharon regular Paul Davis on lap 61 before continuing to take the win. Scott Stifler led laps 1 through 25, with Paul Davis leading laps 26 through 60, and Bish rounding out that with his to his win, leading laps 61 through 75. We should also note that Chris Schneider was second, and to beat Chris Schneider in a big money race like that, he must have really been running good. Well, Go ahead. He just, I had a chance to meet Curtis down at Pittsburgh for the Laboon race, and he had a situation where, like an alternator, and he wasn't able to race. But I think now in the two races, and I'd have to check the record books. Michael Isaacowski, where are you? I think Chris has finished second in this race to Curtis twice. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Hey, on Saturday at Michael's Mercer Raceway, um, it was the sixth show of the uh, season. Adam Kekich picked up his biggest win in his career, taking home the $6,000 Summer Slam first place money. Jeff Schaefer Jr. won his third crate 602 Sportsman of the Year, picking up $1,000. Defending champ, Andy Thompson won his fourth mini-stock feature of the year. On the biggest night of racing at Michael's Mercer Raceway, this season, 73 entries were there in three divisions. The pits were full. The grandstands looked real good for the first annual Summer Slam. Mother Nature tried to intervene by watering the track, but it stopped soon enough after the, uh, the rain. They were only delayed by a half hour. Well, and we got up to Hummingbird in the, in the great outdoors visitor pre-stocks. It was Josh Fields in the super late models. It was Chad Wright. First winner's appearance in 2022 and collected a $500 bounty that was on Paul Cott. And the, the interesting thing about this, I had a chance to talk to uh, Peach Culturegone uh, on Sunday, and not only was there a, that $500 bonus was the 250 that his car owner put up, someone else put another 250 up to make it 500. Then on top of that, because they had a great late model count, it was an additional 250 dollars. So Chad walked away with like 17, 1800 dollars for the win. Not bad for his first appearance. Not too bad, no. On the BRP modified was tour was on hand, and Ryan Susie, that's a name that we hear in NASCAR. Second one of the year on the tour and his first ever at Hummingbird. And in pro stock competition, it was regular Brandon Connor. And the semi late models, good friend Nick Erskine. And Sean Hayden was the winner in the four cylinders. Raceway 7 so far in 2022 has, there's only been one repeat winner, and that was Brian McGarvey in the mini stocks. Dennis Lunger won over defending champion Joel Watson and Mike Petoskey in the wheel and UMP modifieds. Garrett Kelford and reigning champion Jack Young have the Economod wins, and Rob Kristiak captured the Rush modified win. Point leaders include McGarvey, Lunger, Kristiak, Mitchell, Wright, Calvert, and Straya, uh, and Petoskey. Uh, and he's only four points over former champion Troy Johnson. 
while defending champion Joe Watson is third, another 21 points back. Tri-City Raceway Park canceled this past Sunday, July 17th, with severe weather storms forecasted to hit the Tri-City Raceway Park right around race time. So track owner Merrill Black made the difficult decision to cancel the racing action scheduled for July 17th. And Don, we haven't had to say that much, and it's just you hate for any track, you know, to lose a race. And uh, but sometimes Mother Nature wins. She doesn't always cooperate. Well, I thank you for taking the time to come back and join us in our three. I'll talk to you next week. All right, Don. See you then. Continuing with Victory Lane, we're going to get some thoughts from Nate Rigotti and some of the winners from Jennerstown. Dale Kimberly trying to hang right on the bumper with the 113. Backs off down the backstretch. The nine of Andrew, Angie Kimberly right there on the high side, hanging with the 113 for now. Flagel clears the nine out of four. White flag waves, one lap to go. Kimberly right on the bumper of the 113. Here goes Angie Kimberly looking inside of Flagel. Final lap. Casey Flegel backs off a little bit. It looked like there. Kimberly has the run. Angie Kimberly at the line will hold off the 113. Angie Kimberly picks up the win. Angie Kimberly in the nine with a run there at the end, picking up her second win of the year. What a finish by the nine. Angie Kimberly getting unbuckled in her car down there in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Let's send it down to Brandon Rossi. One of the most dramatic finishes that we've seen in a long time. Angie Kimberly. We'll wait until she comes out of the car to give another round of applause all right she's out angie kimberly ladies and gentlemen we're in stoney's beer victory lane angie come on over angie congratulations on the win one of the most dramatic wins we've seen in a while what's going through your mind that was absolutely one of the best races i've ever raced in my life to race with my dad to race with casey everybody me labs they are this is a great division to race with and I'm happy to be a part of it. And going through the third and fourth turns, what was going through your mind there? Floor it. <laughs> I don't know. Just go. Aim for the front. Fair enough. And anyone in particular that you want to thank? My mom and my dad. I would not be standing here or driving this car if it wasn't for them. My pap, he helps me out tremendously. Adam, he spends hours and hours and hours on all of our cars. Tiffany, Dalton, my brother, everybody behind me, Yachts. Anthony, that's everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Angie Kimberly. Burkholder just a fraction of a second faster than Kostelnik, running almost identical lap times. It's a half a second lead for the 22. White flag waves, final lap. Kostelnik, Burkholder, and Hemminger leading the field. Everybody else spaced out around the racetrack. Looking for his fourth win of the season. He has over 150 wins behind the wheel of a race car. He's the all-time wins leader in a street stock. But Adam Kostelnik picks up another win in the one-stop auto sales pro stocks. Kyle Burkholder comes home second. Will Hemminger third. Josh Dunmeyer fourth. And in fifth, the five of Aaron Van Fleet. Adam Kostelnik picks up his fourth win of the Pro Stocks division, and it's the fourth in the last five w weeks as well, or four or in the last five races. 
But nonetheless, we're at Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Nate Rigotti standing by. Adam Kostelnik still in his race car, getting ready to climb out. Dale Kimberly, who owns the car, whispering inside the window here. Kostelnik takes off the steering wheel. And Adam Kostelnik climbs out of the race car. Make some noise for your winner. Kostelnik with some handshakes and some hugs down here in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Adam, congratulations. The fourth win of the season. We, we know this thing's been a rocket. That was some great racing up front with Kyle. Yeah, it is. I race Kyle every day, every week, man. Yeah, I mean, I was loose, and I worked harder not to hit Kyle than to try passing him. That's just how he is. He's a clean racer. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. I just got told that uh, Casey Flegel wins all the races. He protested Angie's car. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's mad because a girl beat him, but it's all good. Who do you want to thank on this race car? Kimberly Construction, Martinelli Auto Sales, SNS Auto Repair, Stan Transmissions. Got to thank Dale Kimberly. I got to thank Mark Catone, Anthony Aiello, uh, Billy Habejack, Yahtzee, Richie, everybody. I got to thank my girl Tiffany right over there in a Kimberly shirt. She says she's going to give me a special treat tonight. She's going to take care of me. So, <laughs> Adam Kostelnik picks up his fourth win of the season. Make some noise for him. Steve Singo picks up his fourth win of the season in the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers inside of his race car. Getting ready to climb out. We'll get set to hear from him. Let's throw it down to Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Brandon Rossi is down there waiting for Steve to climb out of the car. Nate, we're about to be joined by Steven Singo, his fourth win of the 2022 season here at Jennerstown. He's your points leader, and it'll remain that way after this Farmers Union Co-op Charger feature race. Still waiting to get out of the car, but Singo taking it a pretty exciting race, all things considered, between him and Valente and Burkholder vying for the top spots. We'll hold the applause until Steven Singo comes out of his car. The helmet's off. He's climbing out. Steven Singo! We're joined by Steve Singo in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Steve, you come over here for a second. And Steve, first and foremost, congratulations on your fourth win of the season. What's going on in your in your mind right now? We're just out here trying to have fun. And, you know, whatever it is, it is. But, no, this is the best year yet. But, uh, no, tire management, we've been – we were on – my God, our lefts, we just took them off after the heat race. They were on from the beginning of the year. So we've got four new ones and put them on, and – this thing was hooked up pretty good. Now, what's the difference with this car compared to the others that has led to your success? It just, this thing's been a race car for 30 years or more. Um, Doug Zarefoss had it. Steve Long had it. Uh, Steve Brown had it. Now I have it. But it's just that you, you get to learn what the car likes. and Plus, it's, it's a big money. The other ones are metric. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Gotcha, gotcha. And anyone that you would like to thank in particular? The entire crew and my sponsors. Uh, let's see. Farmers Union Co-op. Couldn't do it without Dave. Uh, Hazlet Trucking, Morocco Welding, uh, North Star Equipment, Rocket Raccoons, uh, Jonestown Engine Technologies, Laurel Mountain Gardens. Um, I think I got everybody. American Pavement Fabrics, uh, Eagle Riders, um, and I want to thank the fans. The, without the fans, we wouldn't be able to do this, and the owners. You guys are the greatest. 
Ladies and gentlemen, how about a hand for the fourth time this year, Steve Singo. Continuing with Victory Lane, we're going to get some nice interviews from Tyler Harris at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Long time no see. As we joined each other and Terry Bowser excavating Victory Lane at the Lawrenceville Speedway no more than 24 hours ago. We're here on the front stretch of Pittsburgh. You changed gears in the pits before coming out here tonight. And uh, no problems, though. You, you found your way around this place. Yeah, we had to fix my brother's car from the incident last night. We just changed my gear today and uh, didn't do much to the setup. Just changed our stagger a little bit and it worked out for us. You and Gary have been putting on a show. You and Gary Catellis put on a show last night at Lernerville. You do it again here tonight. How fun is that clean, respectable racing between the two of you? Door-to-door uh, -door racing, it just, it's just, it's excitement out there. It's, it's thrilling. It's just, it's, it's fun. You have some veteran tendencies at the young age of 18. You know when to block low. You know when to leave the lane up high. Uh, what gives you that credit to know when to do that? Uh, just... Races and uh, see other drivers have, and uh, all the people I've watched growing up, like AJ Poljack and uh, Adam Kostelnik, just teaching me the ropes and uh, let me learn. Speaking of AJ Poljack, he built an impressive power plant. I'm sure he's the reason that you're in victory lane here tonight. Let's thank some of the other people who helped make this happen. Uh, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, ANF Engineering, Poljack, like you said, uh, Whore Hut, Hodge Garage, Clean Line, Just Port, Dan's Truck Service, and Corman Corporation. Career win number 15 in the Chaplick Packing Hobby Sox. Career win 19 overall. You have four in the, in the uh, Young Gun Division here at Pittsburgh. Looking for number 20 here in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for tonight's feature winner in the Chaplick Packing Hobby Sox, Frank McGill, the driver of the 05. She's climbing out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for tonight's feature winner, two times, the driver of the 78Z out of Plum, Pennsylvania. That is Zoe Knight. You've got a little bit of a swagger to you. You've act like you've done this before, not like the last time or the first time you've done it was just last week. Yeah, I'm excited I got to see this spot again, and I'm shocked that I was able to get both feature wins, I think. I wouldn't be shocked. You've been showing a lot of speed here, young lady, and it's been getting pretty good. Um, you had a ni nice battle there with Gavin Kakalos in that race. Um, I tell you what, three for three is not so bad. Yeah, I mean, I tied up with my dad now. You better start winning more. Tied up with your dad. Uh, was he a former racer himself or a current racer? Um, he's raced, and but his car is now at home in pieces, so he better get his car back together. He better get his car back together because eventually you're going to be good enough to whoop him, and I think you might be good enough to do it already. Uh, you, we talked last week. Uh, you said that you were a little bit sad that your mom wasn't here to see that first one. Is she here tonight? Yeah, my mom is here with my brother and she's right there and then there's my little brother that's pretty cool and you got it all on gopro you think you're going to post it online for all your friends and family to see yeah i'm definitely going to you picked up some extra money here tonight as well typically you young gun competitors don't race for money but tonight a little extra money thrown to the pot courtesy of some extra drivers or some fans of the sport so you take home some extra money um that's got to be pretty cool huh yeah that's actually pretty cool you get to earn a little bit of money. So let's go ahead and talk about the people who all make this happen for you. Sponsors, crew, and family members that you'd like to thank. Um, I would like to thank Opeg Tenning for getting my numbers in so fast. And Stan Transmission for sponsoring me. And then I would like to thank my dad, my uncle, and my aunt for giving me her car and letting me use it for this season. 
You are the sole Dodge Neon in a field full of Chevy Cavaliers, and you are getting it done, young lady. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it once again for tonight's two-time feature winner, completing the trifecta, the driver out of Plum, Pennsylvania, she is Zoe Knight. Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.